listening to New Kids on the Pod with your hosts, Mamba, Tony D, and JYD. Hello, everybody. We'd Sorry like to, to interrupt you, Junker, but I got some pressing information. <laughs> Big news. Big news. Breaking. So you guys know, according to Vice News, the Catholic Church has been paying out estimated $3 billion in total to cover up sex scandals. I'm just putting that out there in case any of you were behind <laughs> on your car payments or anything. You need some extra cash. And if you're struggling and you want to... Collect some of that dough. Try, try to collect. I Go mean, get diddled. Because f- from uh, from the trends, they're not stopping anytime soon. Yeah, they're exactly. Just, they're just dishing out money. I'm gonna hire a midget that looks like a an adolescent. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna pay him. I don't a lar- think they like, like being a large that, but sum, okay. a little person. Okay. I'm gonna pay him a large sum of money to get diddled, and when we sue, I'm gonna collect his. You know what he got. Like, but he's gonna know this in advance. Obviously, he's not just gonna get diddled. He's gonna get diddled willingly, but the priest doesn't have to know that. So when he gets diddled, I'm going to sue the Catholic Church, take that money, and I will give him a portion of that. Why are for getting you going to sue the Catholic? If anybody, he be, should... I am representing him. <laughs> I hired him. This is my idea. <laughs> so you're going to you're going to proxy sue him. Yes. you're going to sue the Catholic Church for him. Exactly. And, and you're going to collect. Exactly. And give him a cut. Exactly. He doesn't need that much. He's a little person. <laughs> he eats less, right? Yeah, he needs like half as much as he a regular eats person. Less. He shops at the kids section. He doesn't need that much money. Exactly. Like yeah. Howard the Duck. <laughs> is it very yes, specific? exactly like Howard. That is an extremely specific reference. Howard the Duck. Because <laughs> did you watch the movie where he was shopping in the kids' section? Shoplifting, I think, in the kids' section. I haven't seen Howard the Duck in forever. <laughs> anyway, we are New Kids on the Pod. I'm behind on my uh, Howard the Duck lore. For those who don't know, it was directed by one George Lucas. It was. The director of Star Wars. I'm JYD. That's Mamba. And then Tony with us. What up? So we have a great episode for you guys. Um, don't lie to them. Uh, I don't lie. We have a decent Is it calling Okay, fine. We have... No. We have a decent episode We have an episode for you. There you go. There you go. Um... So whether you like it or not is totally up to you. We will be talking all sorts of things. We got some emails to read, some questions to answer, and we may have a guest, possibly. I got a, I got a question. Sure. Why didn't you come hang out with us this weekend? I wasn't invited. Yes, you were. I'm pretty sure I wasn't. Well, you probably weren't invited specifically, but I was in the same uh, WhatsApp group. Message if you, if you don't at me, I don't. I don't pay no means mind to it, just I, like Tony does. Yeah, you need to at me. <laughs> so unless I was added, I just assumed that that invite wasn't for me. Did, is, you, did you add him, bro? Is that how you really feel, or is that... No, he wouldn't have gone anyway. Is that your excuse? Uh, a little bit of both. I just... We went to this place called... Uh, Metropolitan Brew. I heard it was bougie. Not huh? really. That's bougie. what so, someone said. On no, the, it just sounds bougie, but it's uh, not. Yeah, it's, it's really nice. It's, it's a brewery. It's, it's, it's right off, uh, right off a river. So you could look at the oh, river. It was downtown? Huh? No. Downtown? Mm. no. It was more up north by, uh, not Logan Square. Wicker Park? Lincoln Park? Maybe. Bucktown? Yeah, but it was really nice. 
That's cool. I think your wife would have had a good time. What did we do, Saturday? Shooter, I got to see another part of the city. We we yeah. did we did something. Shooter, she would have gotten to see a river for the first time. Yeah. She's seen a river. There's no rivers in have she Mexico. Is, have she, there's lots of rivers in Mexico. Has no, she there ever, there's even that one you have to cross against the United States. Yeah, but. The Rio Grande? Yeah, that one. She crossed that? How'd she well, see that? In a plane. <laughs> Has she ever seen a large body of water in person? Yes. Has she ever been to a beach? Yes. There's no beaches in Mexico. Yeah, there's fucking shit ton of beaches in Mexico. Not, not it's, the part of Mexico she's from. But still, she's been to the fucking beach. She she's not like she never left like wherever she's from. I doubt it. Like she's she's in a very like <laughs> central location. Like very. Still, it's not that it doesn't take that long to get to the beach. The beach is like four hours away. That's it's like from so here to St. Louis. That's very inconvenient. It's from here to St. Louis. Mm. Has she seen a lake before? <laughs> yes, she has seen There's a no lake. lakes in Mexico. There are lakes. No, they're not. Uh, there's all sorts. All the bodies of water you are mentioning, are they do have them in Mexico. I doubt it. <laughs> we I've, have lakes here. We have four of them. You have more than four. No, there's there's four great lakes. Yeah, but there's other lakes. That no, aren't. there's just four. There's like, in, the, in the general area. I bet you can't name all four. I can. Uh, of course I can. Go ahead. Go. It's Lake Michigan. Okay. Lake Erie. Okay. Damn. Lake Superior. Okay. Whoa. And Lake Minnetonka. <laughs> no, that's not, that's not the other. That was good though. Three out of four. <laughs> you knew more than you knew one more than me because it's Lake Michigan, Superior, Erie, and Lake. You guys are missing two more. It's five lakes. You said there's four. He said there's four. There's five. There's five. Yeah. Huron. Ah, that's uh, Huron. Ontario. I was gonna... Ontario. That, that fuck Canada. Michigan, Canada Erie, doesn't count. And Superior. Canada doesn't count. All right. I'm talking about the four lakes in the U.S. No, that is in the U.S. Yeah, Wait, I'm pretty sure it? they all are. <laughs> oh, should I put up a great lakes? Look, look up the great, great lakes. lakes. Of America. Not the great lackeys. No, no, no. <laughs> I misspelled lakes. Why do you Google great lackeys? Let's see, maps. maps you can just image it. Now let's look at the maps. The map is way better. Look at that. There's uh, that one, that one, that uh, one, some and of those, that one. Some of those lakes touch Canada. <laughs> that's why. Yeah, that's why I don't count those. Uh, they don't. These don't have names though. That's why you got to go to images. Which if I zoom in here, you go Lake Michigan, Lake Huron, Lake Superior, Lake Ontario, Ontario, and Lake Erie. Damn, Ontario's a little bitch ass lake. Yeah, I wonder who lakes. named Lake Superior. I don't know. They probably had like the biggest boner. Like this is the greatest <laughs> lake the gr- ever I've ever seen. This is the greatest of the Great Lakes. Yeah. Whoever named Lake Erie was probably like this is fucking creepy. Creepy. Yeah. Like, ugh. <laughs> Too many Canadians around here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. And then and then Lake Ontario was the last one to be named because they yeah. used zero creativity. Yeah. Like oh well whatever. What's We're, around us? Ontario. All right, oh. Fuck it. Lake Ontario. What about Lake Michigan? Same thing. Yeah, probably. It's like, where are we right now? Michigan? Uh, all right. That's it. Michigan. Michigan it is. So what lakes do we have in Mexico? Lake. They have all sorts of lakes. Lake Chihuahua. Lake Tikitaka. <laughs> that, sir, is racist. Why is, how is that racist? I don't know. It just sounds racist. I think it's. So if it sounds racist, that means it is racist. I think racist. that's a lake in Peru. Oh. Which yeah. is close enough to Mexico. It does sound racist. Don't record me. <laughs> don't record, record me. me, bro. Don't record me, bro. Why don't you fix your headphones? Why are they like all up on your forehead? Who? You. What about okay. my headphones? They look funny. Look, look at you. Look That's at yourself. my hair. No, but your head, look how your headphones are falling. It's all the weird. better. They, ever since Tony ripped them off your head, you just they haven't been the same. Did I just combobulate you? Yeah. 
What is wrong with them? I could hear I you. I know, but it just looked funny. I'm it sorry. just bothers him. They're serving their purpose. You're right. I just I just... have a problem with somebody that wears a hat while they have headphones on. To get them off <laughs> you. Bro, he's talking about you too, Dude, you he keeps coming at your head, dog. He's coming at both our heads. <laughs> Literally. Coming at my head, dog? No, not at all. Okay. Never. <laughs> cool. Just making sure. Um, anyway, all right. So... Uh, hopefully we will have a guest later on today. Hopefully we not. S- we've mentioned it on the last episode. Why don't Bob has been so negative about us having a guest? May, may I ask you why? Okay. I don't want a guest. How can I say this without being rude? I don't want a guest because one, we're going to do it over the phone, right? Yeah, but we, we can't. In studio, whenever we talk to somebody over the phone, it's already terrible. <laughs> Why? No, because it just sounds bad. It doesn't sound bad. It, so, it doesn't sound good. It sounds fine. And also, I guess he's gonna hear. He's not. He's not listening now, right? No, he can't <laughs> okay. be. It's not live, you idiot. <laughs> we are interviewing. It's not like he's waiting for. It's like for another. He's not hour. in that. Closet. He's probably. Gonna, he's gonna listen. Probably listen to this after the, the fact. Right he's there. behind the closet. <laughs> he's gonna listen to this after this. I'm sure. Okay. Well, I don't want to censor myself. You don't have to censor yourself. I'm not say how myself. you feel. What I'm, I'm going to say it right now. Can you let me say it? <laughs> Go ahead. All right. I don't want to interview somebody. It's cool to interview somebody who's actually made a movie, but I want to interview somebody a movie who made a movie that I enjoy. <laughs> I enjoy. Now it. I say that with all due respect. I enjoy. Tony, did you enjoy it? I. I enjoy the lore. Behind the movie, like so, the, whole, the whole story behind it was like how it was made, and then it was blocked. What movie are we talking about? Yeah, for those, for those who don't know, we're talking about a movie called Don's Plum. Uh, if you're an avid listener of the show, you probably heard us mention it a couple times. It was a movie made by. Well, we'll, we'll play it later when I know, but I'm saying like it's a movie he's made giving by them some general. It was made by Leonardo DiCaprio the, and his buddies. Well, they starred in it. The Pussy Posse. They star in it, and it's pretty much like I don't know, like. From what I've read, it's just like Leo had just done what fucking Titanic. Titanic. He's a mega movie star, rich. So he said, "Hey, I'm, I I want to make a movie with my buddies." Well, sure. He all the money in the world, do whatever you want. So he did. At and least that's what we think happened. We will get to the we're gonna find out. We're gonna get to the bottom of it because from what I've read, it's like Leonardo hated it and he blocked it from being released, and it caused like. Um, a lot of issues with the writer, or the director, and I don't producer, know. everybody that which, worked on it. We're going to find out. We're, we're, we're going to get to the bottom so of it. So we have the writer slash producer of the movie. What yes. name is Dale. Dale Wheatley? Yep. So hopefully he's going to give us a call later and we'll talk to him. But we'll get more into that later when he calls. That is correct. For now, don't record me, bro. Don't record me. But that is my... But that... Is that your gripe? Not my gripe, but that... Because Junker kept on asking me, why don't I want to do it? That is why. I think you just don't like the fact that there's a possibility that yet another person is going to take attention away from you. <laughs> you might be right. You don't like any guests ever. That's you what don't I'm like saying. Dr. Like, Cologne. Like, I love Dr. Cologne. I mean, not, to, not on the I podcast. I don't like him as a person, but I like him on the podcast. <laughs> I was about to say the opposite. I'm like, about you, you probably like him as a person, but not as a guest. <laughs> but no, it's the other way around. You don't like him no, as a Dr. Cologne. We had, we've had lots of guests on this episode. We've had Alabama... Sasha, I think, I, I think Mamba's like, he's like that little kid who like just learned how to do something really cool, uh, and he's afraid that someone else is gonna show up and do something cooler. So he has to like try to avoid 
bringing anyone around that'll ruin it. That'll ruin it. It's like you just learned a trick. Like you just learned how to juggle like two balls, mm-hmm. and you're afraid that someone's gonna come by and juggle three of them, and you don't want that because you've already I want to reach. Up. You've reached your limit, and you know you can't do better than that. So, subconsciously, you don't want anyone around you that could take away any type of attention. So, am I purposely trying to hold this back? I think so. I, was, I don't think it's. I don't think it's. I think it's subconsciously. Subconsciously. I think yes. you're afraid. Uh, see, I, I, wa- I really was excited to have him on for a couple of reasons. I was excited to talk to anyone. Yeah. <laughs> a, this is the first time we're gonna have a guest that we don't actually like know. Yeah. It's the first stranger to be on this podcast, aside from like listeners. Yeah. No, yeah, strangers. Who? That guy that called from Cleveland. That's what I said. Aside from listeners. Aside from like people that just yeah, this is like an actual like like a, like a person we've like invited on. Yeah, this is the first time we've ever invited anybody that was like that one time we invited Miles Teller. He never responded to me. Miles, <laughs> <laughs> and he's probably never got a response. How did, you, <laughs> how did you tweet him? Yeah, I tweeted him. Did you add him? Did you add him? Bro? I did add him. Oh, okay. If you add him, okay. He when was this? When he came out with. Um, what was it that he came out with? Was it Whiplash? No, it was after Whiplash. War Dogs. Uh, it was probably I think Fantastic Four. You should have. Or War Dogs. Maybe it was War Dogs. You you think after Fantastic Four? Yeah, he he, he should have been wanting to. He and, he would have been like, yeah, sure. I no, guess. I think I think it was War Dogs. I think it was. War and Dogs. after after like he didn't respond, he should have been like, that's why Fantastic Four sucked. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's not why it's like. But anyway, so yeah, he didn't get back to me. <laughs> so Miles Teller never got back. to I like how you. I like how you said it. Like there was a possibility that he, <laughs> that he might have said when you know there was zero chance he was going to say. You never that. know, man. You never know. That's true. You got to keep inviting people. You said you yeah, like you said it like there was a miscommunication. Yeah, like, like I, don't yeah, know, I, I don't know what happened. Man. I invited him. He just never got back to me. Yeah, like our people didn't get in contact with his people. When in people for us, it's just you. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so who are you going to invite next? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. The sky's the limit. Man. Make sure you add him though, bro. Yeah, I will. Um, and then this time, um, Dale actually reached out to us about talking about, you know, when we mentioned the movie on the last podcast and then I invited him and he said, yes. So I'll say, fuck, why not? Let's have a fucking guest that we, we don't know. Um, they can provide some insights. They can provide some insights about. into something that's popular culture, whether it was, you know, super popular or not. It's not, you know, thing. I think popular culture Leonardo is- Leonardo DiCaprio is by far probably the biggest actor in hollywood and we're not talking to leo right but that's fine um we we're talking to someone that made a movie with him you can you can say whatever you want whether the quality of you whether you liked it or not um i enjoyed it but if you didn't whatever you everybody's entitled to their opinion but he worked directly with leo dicaprio Uh how many people do you know that worked with leo have you (laughs) have you worked with leo you worked with leo i know of them (laughs) have you worked with leo have i worked with leo no, I'm just, my, my people tell, haven't gotten in contact tell, with his people. Tell him about all the bums you work with, <laughs> like that you got to kick out. Oh yeah, those I'm are great. Pretty sure I kicked out Lucas Haas once or twice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so we've got someone that worked with Leonardo DiCaprio. That, Mama, you should you should have, you should have like a compilation of like all your greatest videos. hits. Of, like, oh, we'll like play, people we'll you're kick, people you're kicking out, oh. tackling, and then you busting your shit. For those who don't there, know, there's a lot of bums that go to service merchandise. I surprisingly. work security. At, at a retail store, and I'll usually send my friends Snapchats of stuff I think is funny, 
and I have just like a compilation of stuff in my phone that dude the, the one one, one of the funniest one but I can't like, really show it because I'll get fired yeah because technically it's like internal yeah so footage. maybe one day when I leave the store I'll, I'll put it all up there but until then but you know what one of my one of my favorite one is like uh when there's a camera showing like the front of the store uh, like the doors and like I guess you and your coworker are kicking out this guy oh, and, and this starts, guy just starts dancing he just starts popping locking. he just starts dancing like <laughs> kind of like like that's gonna like I don't know what that's gonna prove. Yeah, I don't. I but I, that was hilarious. I had to kick this guy out because he started swearing at people, and then so I went up to him. I was like, oh, "Man, you gotta go." So he starts walking towards the door as as, as I think he's gonna just leave. Nope. He starts dancing. <laughs> starts popping. His he life. starts percolating. <laughs> Dude, that shit was. He starts funny. percolating in the fr- like the front entrance for a solid minute, and it's probably one of the one of the funniest occasions <laughs> at my job. I had another. I have another video. Oh man, these are just like too funny to describe. Like people have to see them. But why don't you bring them up when they know we can pull them up on the? We could do a Mamba's video a week when I leave service or every other week. When I leave service merchandise, I'll put them all up. Okay, because like, because right now it's uh it's proprietary footage. I gotcha. So in a so once years. once Mamba leaves the establishment, it becomes a freedom of information. Like exactly. when uh like that guy built a makeshift. He built. A makeshift weapon out of a fucking vacuum cleaner and a flashlight. <laughs> he like had a vacuum cleaner, duct tape a flashlight to it, and turn it into like a spear. But he was holding it like a gun. So he ran inside the store and started like trying to jab me in the face. <laughs> you know what? Been, you know what would have been hilarious if he he pulled the trigger on the vacuum cleaner and the flashlight turned on. Oh, and he would like fucking Ooh. shoot you with it. Pew, 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 pew. That would have been pretty funny. <laughs> so what did you do last weekend, Junkyard, since you didn't hang out with us? I went to uh, this. I tried. Uh, took my wife to go have ramen. She always wanted to try ramen, so we went to a ramen restaurant. Really? You can buy that shit at, like, Target. Not like not like that kind of ramen. They have, that. like, they're, like, it's like a box for, like, three bucks. Yeah. Not that kind of ramen. She wanted, like, like. Like uh, authentic she ramen. She's never, the... she's never had fucking maruchan. Yeah, never, she has had she's maruchan. Never had, she's never had maruchan, and yet you expect me to believe she's been to a lake. <laughs> <laughs> she has she had, hasn't even had fucking cup of noodles. She it has literally had, like twenty five cents a bag. She has had a cup of noodles, but she wanted to try real, Man. not fake ass. Was you, you put know, the water? You know, I'm kind of I'm, with I'm, like a little. I'm, I'm kind of pocket I'm, of like. I'm kind of envious of junkyard that he's dating someone. Like, I'm not dating anybody, or that he's with someone, uh, or you were, you were dating at one, or you were dating but now you're married, but that you're with someone that is kind of like new to the world. Yeah, like like what's that one show like the like Kimmy Schmidt, Incredible Incredible Kimmy. Oh Schmidt, yeah, yeah. When yeah. like I never watched that show. Well, basically, it's like your wife. Like she just came out of like nowhere, uh-huh. and then all of a sudden she's experiencing everything for the first time. Do you think? Like that's kind of cool. Like, like, hey, like, uh, like it's like you bring home like cup of noodles, and she's like super excited because she's never seen that <laughs> yeah, shit before. She has had. Cup I of was noodles. like, do you I mean, think when he like had the bag of ramen, and he like showed it to you, like, oh, this is what we're gonna eat for dinner tonight? She was like, you eat this? And he was like, yeah. And he turned his back. When he turned back around, <laughs> she took the ramen out of the bag and just started eating <laughs> it dry. <laughs> She's like taking she's bites like, out of it. She's like, it's a little bland. She's oh, like, oh, good, wait, good. She's like, oh, <laughs> she's like, oh, wait, there's seasoning in here. Yeah. And she puts a little flavoring on she's it, like, like eating it dry. As fun. <laughs> That's not what happened. Oh, that, but it would be funny if it did. <laughs> but anyway, we went but, to but, a real authentic but ramen. That, re- but that is amazing. The fact that you're able to like share your life with someone that's experiencing everything for the first time. And she's not experiencing everything. Just some things. Kind of like having a kid. 
Is that the same thing? Like they're teaching it, teaching yeah. her about the world. Not really, because she knows about the stuff. She just she obviously doesn't know about cup of noodles. She knows about cup of noodles. She just never had like a, like authentic ramen where they put like like real meat, not like flavored seasoning <laughs> of meat. Like they put real meat and real things inside of it. Has she ever had a good pho? Pho? Yeah. No. Dude, I know a great fucking spot. Okay. You can get like some dope ass pho. Well, why don't you take us? I will. I will, and then I and then you can both experience it for the first time. I've never had pho. Really? Oh. I've had, I've even had pho. Well, it's like really fun. Like it's fucking good. My previous girlfriend thought she was cool, and she was like, "You want to get some pho?" And you're and like, "Pronounced yeah. pho." And you, should, and you were like, "Pho show." I'll be like, I'm "Pho about show pho you." <laughs> <laughs> that's not what I said. Anyway, so you had a couple of noodles last weekend, and that's it was why, that, you, it was and that's why you didn't hang out with no, us. No, that was on Friday. What'd you do Saturday? Uh, we did something. I don't remember what we did though. Went somewhere, but I cannot recall what we did on You guys Saturday. got crazy. Oh, in the morning, I went to Haunted then, Trails with my little brother. You still do that? Yeah. Oh, oh that's, that's cool. Yeah. He's a, he's a great kid. Isn't he, like, too old now? I, uh, no, you, you, you get out of the program when you're 18. Yeah, I, I'm, not, uh, I'm not teaching this year. Why not? Because they changed the schedule, so they don't have a Saturday program anymore. They do it during the week, like, either Wednesday or Thursday at, like, 6 o'clock. And it's like, there's no way I'm going to like... If you leave early, you can make it. I, I could do that, but the problem is I'm the only one in my department. Oh. Like, it's not guaranteed that I'll be out. Like, if and not only happens, that, you know how shitty of a drive that would be if you yeah. come all the way from Oak yeah. Brook? Fucking, traffic is yeah. a bitch. And then there's no there. and there's no like side street shortcut. It's either, it's all, I, it's just fucked whether I take 22nd, whether I take 290. What was I going to say? Um, so I had to like forego this year. Oh. But last weekend I did get fucked up. I got fucked up. On Hennessy? On, yeah. Um, so on f- Saturday? Saturday, uh, we had a uh, a family party. My dad's cousin was like, oh, yeah, we're having like a party, whatever. So we went. And that was the same day we went to the brewery. Mm-hmm. So I went to the family party right before my brother was in town. And, you know, my dad's cousin just giving me some beers and I'm, I was eating. And then he was like, oh, like you want a margarita? And he had like this margarita mix on the table with some tequila. And he's like, yeah, if you want to make a margarita, go ahead. I'm like, all right, cool, I guess, you know. So he brought me a cup of ice. I'm like, ah, oh, I don't want to say no. I don't be rude. Uh, he already brought me a cup of ice. So whatever. I just put some ice in a cup. I poured like, I'm like, I'll, I'll do two shots of tequila. Because I'm going to chill on it, you know. Because it was like, it was like around 7.30. So I put two shots of tequila and I put in the drink mix. And I'm drinking. I'm like, man, this is, this is kind of strong. Maybe, maybe I put a little more tequila than I should have. So I poured more of the mix. And it's still and it's still fucking strong. I'm like, this is not diluting it at all. So I'm like, man, am I a bitch? Uh-huh. So I started drinking it harder, you know, because I ain't no bitch. And I and like I'm almost done with it, and I take a look at the bottle, and it's like, I guess I misinterpreted the label because the label is it's uh it's ready to drink, so it already has alcohol in it. Mm. It's not ready to mix because ready to mix doesn't have any alcohol. You, you add the tequila. This one already had like thirteen percent. So. Yeah, that's how my night started. So you probably could have just drank the mix. I could have just drank the mix. Or I could have just taken a shot of tequila separately without the mix. <laughs> Either way, like, whatever. So then we all meet up at the Metropolitan Brewery. And uh, that was uh, that was pretty cool. We had the Oktoberfest, those big ass. The, they were, the I think they were Steiners. They were like, they're a liter. Yeah, so they're like two pints. How much is that in American? Yeah, look it up, Junkyard. What? How much is two pints in American? No, pint is American. <laughs> 
No, How much is no? Is it no pint? No, I'm pretty sure you don't because when when you go to a bar like, or a pub, they're like, "Can I have a pint? Two pints, two please. pints, please." What do you want? Pints and liters? liters? One for liters me is metric. One for me, misses. Go go go! Uh, go from liters to gallons. No, if, no, no, from pints to gallons. If you're inquiring sure about, I had about a half a gallon of beer. <laughs> <laughs> if you're inquiring about her black eye, it's because I popped the one silly for not liking Manchester. You. <laughs> Eight pints is one gallon. All right, so there's how many pints, how many ounces in a pint? Because I know there's 16 ounces or 12 ounces in a can of Coke, right? Uh, I thought it was 12. Yeah, so, okay, 12, because there's 12 in this bottle. Uh, how many ounces in a pint? 16. 16. You know what else is 16 ounces? One pound. So I had two pounds of beer. <laughs> <laughs> So, so you had two. So you had, and it was October, two pints. So it was Oktoberfest. It wasn't like no Miller Lite. So you only had two pints. Yes, I had two pints because I because when I got there, it was already like they they were closing up. Oh, okay. So <clears throat> I had I had the two pints, and after that, uh, I was like, oh, let's go to this one place called uh, I guess there's a there's an arcade. It's called Logan Arcade. Logan Arcade. I've never been there. It's pretty cool. It's it's a little small. It was okay. It's kind of like was like like Emporium. Well, and, I did have fun, but the problem is. Once you go to, there's other beer caves like that, mm-hmm. but like places like Emporium where the games are free, and you just pay for the drinks. Yeah, yeah, you just pay for the drinks. <laughs> yeah, or and that place Emporium you had to pay for headquarters. I think well, it's headquarters. Head- headquarters. Oh yeah, yeah, is headquarters free. is free. Headquarters, uh, Emporium, is free. headquarters, headquarters games the, are free. Emporium, you got to pay for, for, the, the, for games. the games. But headquarters is beer. I think the beer is a little bit more expensive. But I mean, you kind of yeah, yeah, right. Which is fine. But Emporium does have a large selection of games too. So yeah. Anyway, so we went to Logan Arcade, and that was pretty cool. So we had a. We had a few drinks there. The only thing I'm glad I didn't do is they do offer the Chicago handshake there. Ex- except instead of a PBR, I think it's like an old style. You know what's I got a old style and a shot of Malort. Shot of Malort. My uh, I'm gonna do a mini gripe about that place, Logan mm-hmm. Arcade. <clears throat> so, should, I, should I hit the sound? Huh? Should I hit the sound? I don't care what the fuck you do. <laughs> uh, so Tony's. Well, I guess it's not his brother-in-law, but his. Oh, uh, my my brother's brother-in-law. His brother's brother-in-law. I don't know if that's a relation. Yeah, that's really not. Let's not, just not say brother's button. brother-in-law squared. Yeah, his brother-in-law squared was like, "Hey, what do you guys?" He's like, "I'll buy you guys drinks. What do you guys want?" And then uh, somebody said, "Can we get an Irish car bomb?" I think it was Turok. I'm pretty sure Turok did not ask for an Irish <laughs> car bomb. You figure he wouldn't since he's so adverse to them. He did not. I'm pretty sure he did not ask. For, but somebody sure, somebody said, said it trolling. Somebody said, "Give me an Irish car bomb." So your brother's brother-in-law went to go get them, and he came back. He's like, "Sorry, man, no Irish car bomb." So he's just straight whiskey. No, he said this is a. They they said that this is a vegan bar. I'm like, what the fuck? Uh, wait, wait, it's what's a, a what's a vegan what the bar? Fuck's a vegan bar. I didn't know those existed. That's what he told me. He so, went up there. He went up there. The look first, up, look up Logan Arcade. He went up there once, and uh, all I know is he came back with shots. Like, yeah, but he he had shots of Jameson. Okay, what do you mean? This is this is this is before, because before he came back with the just go on their website, see what yeah. they say. A vegan bar? I've never heard of that. I don't know if they're doesn't say, say anything. About I'm pretty sure they, if if they were, they probably wouldn't advertise it. Why not? Because that's not really. Oh, a it draw. says with free popcorn, vegan. Oh, okay. Um, so then they wouldn't have car runs because Bailey's has. Dairy cream, yeah. Oh, and a pair. Well, 
Guinness doesn't have cre- no like animal products in there. <clears throat> what's funny? What's funny is that it is it is a vegan bar, so they don't serve. Obviously, you need you need uh, Bailey's for. But see, if you're a vegan bar, you think you like find some kind of substitute. I'm pretty sure there's like a vegan. There's a vegan creamer. Anyway, I digress. But they had no problem letting the tamale guy in selling those dope ass. Oh yeah, dope ass tamales with plenty of meat. <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, that was my gripe. They were like, "Oh, this is a vegan bar. What kind of bullshit is that?" So, uh, did so after that place, uh, we went when they were going to Nick's. Oh yeah, I know. Did you come with us to Nick's? No, I. I don't yeah, Bailey's I contains fifty percent cream. Uh, so after that, we went to. So after. Logan Arcade, we went to this other bar at Nick's. It's like an after-hours bar because that one's open till... It's f- open till 5. Open till 5. So we go to Nick's. 5 a.m. And we have some drinks there. And we stayed there till 5. And after that, you know, I think everybody was done. I mean, I think most people were done after Logan Arcade. Mm-hmm. So after that, uh, my brother's brother-in-law, like, hey, like... So, like... He's uh, like, what's the move? Yeah, so, so hey, me, I was like... I'm like, I, actually, I'm like, dude, what's the move? He's like, I don't know, man. He's like, uh, like where we go after this? I'm like, well, where's the after after spot? He's like, hey man, I think I know a spot. Are you down? I was like, fuck yeah, I'm down. So <clears throat> at first he's like, um, because it's you, your brother. It was me, my wife, brother, my brother's wife, and then her sister, and her sister. Yeah. So then he's like, I know a spot. I was like, really? Like where? It's it's already five. Like yeah. I'm like most most after hour spots are already closing. He's like, no, like. Like there's a spot I know I know a spot. He's like, and they close at eight. Hold on, he's like, <clears throat> I don't. He's like, there's a. It's like a long shot. I don't know if we'll be able to get in, but you you want to try? He's like, hey man, fuck it. I don't care. We'll try it. So we get in. We all get an Uber. He puts in. He puts in the address, and we get out. And we were we walk in this place, or we. It's like one of those. Like you can't even tell. It's like anything. It's like completely like just a door. There's no lights. I would have been scared. There's no. Yeah, I, you should be scared. So he knocks on the door. Uh, someone opens the, fuck the door. Is like a speakeasy. <laughs> exactly. The guy. A guy comes out, and then uh, my brother's brother-in-law is talking to him. He's like, "Hey, uh, what's the password?" I, I think he. I forgot. I don't know exactly what he said. He told me like that. He he basically. Uh, it is a speakeasy. His uncle is a member. Uh, so he just dropped his uncle's name. And hoping that they would let us all in, and they did. So we go into this like speakeasy, and sure enough, it's like it's a full bar. You can smoke in the bar. Ooh. They have like slot machines, and they sell cigarettes at the bar. But, but I could tell that they don't. It's very exclusive because uh-huh. everyone there's a member. You were have to be eyeballing a, you. You guys? have to be a member. They were kind of eyeballing because it was mostly Caucasian people. Oh. But uh, there was this one girl. She was cool as fuck. Uh, I forgot what we were talking about. I was talking. She was playing pool, and she, we were talking about something about about some movie. And this was towards the night, so I was already really fucked up. But beers were cheap. Beers were like four dollars. Um, yeah, and then you could smoke there. And I don't think they close. <laughs> I think it's like oh, it just open. It just open because we were there for we were there for a good while. I don't even remember what time I got home. So, so I, I remember I, I asked him, like, I told him, like, dude, like, how'd you, like, 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 are you a member? He's like, no, man. He's like, my uncle was a member, like, I don't know, back when, like, honestly, 
I had no idea they were going to let us in. <laughs> I, I, I've never been here. I've never tried to get in here. My uncles only told me about it like once or twice. So I figured, fuck it, I'll try it. <laughs> what if it was like you guys were walking into like an eyes wide shut scenario where everybody's wearing a mask? And oh, that would have been naked? cool because that means you get to fuck. Yeah, but the new brother would have been walking around naked. Oh, yeah, that would have been a big minus. <laughs> but orangutan dick hanging. Yeah. Yeah, and then, uh, the, and then the day after that, uh, one of my coworkers, Bethany, she was having a Shout a out to Bethany. Shout out to Bethany. She had a christening for her son. And obviously, a Mexican party is pretty mm. much just just booze. And her cousins and her and her uncles are like, they're like, they're pretty pretty heavy drinkers. And so I get there, and you know, I'm just drinking some beer, or whatever. I'm taking it easy because obviously, I'm still kind of like fucked up from the previous day. And one of her cousins is like, "Oh, hey, man, take a shot with me." I'm like, "Oh, shot of what?" He's like, "Oh, let's take a shot of Hennessy." He had a bottle of Hennessy. Oh. I was like, "That is." Terrible. I heard it's not that good. No, it's not. So I'm like, "Fuck it," you know, because I ain't no bitch. Yeah, yeah. I never no bitch. So I take a shot with him, and like five minutes later, man, you're not a bitch when except you get electrocuted. That that yeah, I'll be a damn. <laughs> bitch I got so. Do you would you? Would you be able, how did you inquire about how you become a member of the speakeasy? I did. I, no, I, I I asked my I asked my brother's brother like, hey man, so who do I talk to about becoming a member and how much does it cost? Yeah. And he's like, I'm pretty sure it costs a lot. And he's like, and no, you don't want to be a member. You don't ever want to come back here. Really? <laughs> Why not? I, I don't know. Like, that's that sounds like said. a great place. I don't know. Did it seem like? Huh. I mean, it wasn't shady or anything. It was. It was just like it was. It was just like super low key. I'll ask you later about its location because you don't want to put it on the podcast. That's true. That's true. People... I don't want. I don't want because you know, due to the exclusivity of it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Say you do want to become a member, you don't want people knocking exactly. on the door. You don't exactly. want the the riffraff knocking yeah, on the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially the people that listen to this podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So then the next day, I'm just drinking Hennessy until like we finish that, and then then there was a then we drank Crown Royal, Ew. and then Jameson. Gross. And luckily, the party was ending at that time because all, all that was left was a bottle of of vodka, and that would have like just not ended well for anyone. You didn't drive Vodki- did you? some vodka. No, no, I Ubered it. I Ubered it. But I'm surprised you woke up the next morning. I'm surprised too. But her man, her cousin, like that guy's man. I don't, that guy must drink Hennessy like with his cereal because he was just downing it like nothing. And I guess I don't know if he got the impression that like I don't know. Maybe it's like my, my maybe it's my small frame mm-hmm. that gives off that I can't drink, so people like feel like they need to like call me out. So tell like, hey pigeon chest, let's see yeah. what you're made of. Hey, your chest looks a little concave. Yeah, you got any hair on your chest? Let's check. Let's I was check. like, oh, let me check. <laughs> you want to do a shot? I'm like, fuck you, yeah, I ain't no bitch. Next thing you know, I'm fucked up. I mean, for you're you're a thin guy. For your frame, you could hold a decent amount of liquor. I have never looked at you and said, wow, that man needs to stop. I usually say, wow, that's impressive. <laughs> thank you, Mama. Thank you. No problem. Uh, what was I going to say? I don't know if that's a good thing, but thank you. I uh, I wanted to stay out later after we left Logan Arcade, but my sister made me feel bad because the day before, my, my sister has lupus disease, mm-hmm. which means that... Oh, you did the walk, right? Yeah, which means that since she has lupus, when there's a full moon out, she turns into a werewolf. Um, I thought that's being a lichen. Yes. Ah, okay. Same thing. Same thing. Okay. Um, potato, potato. 
I don't know why I told her that I would walk with her, but she texted me the day before. I know why you told me because he told you like months ago, and you're uh, like, "Yeah, sure." Oh, uh, and then I completely you thought, forgot you, about because you, you told her it, it was enough time uh, to where you thought that day would never come. Yeah, and it did. And, and she, it was like, <laughs> she was and like, "Hey, are you walking with me tomorrow?" And, and I'm like, like oh, "Where? Fuck. What are you talking about?" And she was like, "The lupus walk." I'm like, "I totally forgot." And then I felt bad because she was like, "Fine, don't worry about it." She's and I was like, you know what? No, I'm not going to let you down. And I did it. I walked three miles. I did. I saw the picture. Good job, Mamba. Good job, Mamba. I'm proud of you, too. I'm proud of you for not <clears throat> staying out late and being so fucked up that you I mean, do it. I mean, I stayed out late. I got home at like 3.30. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it was yeah. still kind of late. But yeah, good on I you. Still, I still good on you, Mamba. Good on you. Yeah, and our friend Mr. Bernard had like, uh, didn't he have like some type of like baby class for like 10 hours or something? Oh, yeah. But he, he drinks two beers and he's done. He's a fa- he's gonna be a father now. So whenever he drinks two beer, he's like wobbling back and should forth. He, should should he be like as soon as the baby comes, is he gonna stop going out? Mm, I don't know. Probably. I mean, is that not what usually happens? I think so. Yeah. Anyway, let's get to our urban dictionary word of the day since we've been talking nonstop. We even got to our word. So that's t- good, right? Usually you like it. Like that means yeah. Anyway, today's word. So we shouldn't ruin it with <laughs> something. Like- this word's hilarious. Uh, it's slight. It's a tad bit racist, but it's hilarious. I stumbled across it. I did. It, I like did one of those. Uh, those. Uh, you know, in in Urban Dictionary gives you like the automatic yeah. search, like the yeah. what do you call it, the random search. Yeah, and it just pops up words. Some of them are really stupid. Um, but this was. I thought. I looked at it. And I'm like, wow, that's ho- right. that is racistly hilarious. Ooh, then don't record it, bro. Don't record it. <laughs> anyway, I right, stop the recording. No, this, this is off the record. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, the, just, like the, the, just like the racist guy at the Cubs game And remember this is from Urban Dictionary Word of the day, not our word <laughs> Alright It's from Urban Dictionary Yeah, yeah. I didn't come up with it you, you, didn't, you didn't write this word I didn't write this word and I didn't write the meaning of this word but Anyway, the word is Mandingo party uh, I've seen Django enough times to know What's a Mandingo party? <sighs> I know what the word Mandingo means Again, I don't use it Mm-hmm. I've just seen Django a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. I've Man- also seen Django a bunch of times. Uh, a Mandingo is a usually a strong, powerful black man who's mm-hmm. a slave. Mm-hmm. And then, so I'm guessing a Mandingo party is you get a bunch of them together. No, I'm gonna guess anyways. <laughs> get a bunch of them together, and they just plow through an unsuspecting white woman. <laughs> Close. That is a very. It's close, good guess. but it's not. It's not exactly. But you're mm-hmm. very, very close. So, the, the the definition of mandingo party is black poles, white holes. Oh, oh. see, kind of like uh, black on blondes. That one website that uh, our friend used to frequent. <laughs> exactly. Did, did you get that? Because <laughs> we're in this group chat. Was it you, Junkyard, that sent it? Which oh yeah. <laughs> I did send that. Junkard video. sends everybody this video of this white girl getting destroyed. Oh, yeah. She's like getting plowed. By, like, where did you find that, first of all? Oh, one of my cousins sent it to me. He, she's getting plowed by a, like a one foot dick. <laughs> this guy has the biggest dick I've ever it's seen. Not, it's thick. It's like, the like thick, the too. Girth. It's long. It is, it's it, huge. It is, it's, just, it's, it's got a girth and it's, length. And length. It's, now, pro- it's probably bigger than all three of our dicks put together. I'm probably. Pretty, yeah, <laughs> and, and, and yeah, and girth combined too. Mm-hmm. Combined girth and length. I just didn't, like, I was, 
I was in awe because I'm pretty sure her. And she took it all in her mouth too. Yeah, I'm pretty like, sure her uterus was prolapsed. <laughs> uh, anyway, so let me use it in a sentence. Hey, Malcolm, let's dirty up the white snow at Aaliyah's Mandingo party because a Mandingo party don't stop. Let's dirty up the white snow. So whenever you guys use Mandingo party, which I I'm hope you don't. not going to use it. You will hear. <laughs> definitely not going to happen. Anyway, that's today's Urban Dictionary oh, Word of the Day. Hey, Malcolm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know who comes up with this shit. Anyway, right, let's get to a couple of emails, shall we? I like how for every word, there's always like a little link at the bottom, like trying to sell the Urban Dictionary merchandise. Oh, yeah. So it's like whatever word you're looking up, get a blank mug. So it's like get a Mandingo <laughs> mug. I'm like, no, I don't, no, think, I don't think I want, I don't one think one you want that. Anyway, so let's go ahead. Let's start with, uh, I think we have an email from a female listener ah. by the name of Shortstack. She says, the double standard for paying on a date. Remember last episode oh, we talked yeah, about yeah. paying? Mm-hmm. Mama was talking about paying for his uh, girlfriend. And I'm not interested in hearing a woman's <laughs> side of this. You're so. <laughs> such a dick. Uh, and we played a little clip of that video from, I'm just from the guy that was talking about. Short stack. Mm-hmm. I'm very interested in hearing what you have to say. So she says, I agree. We should automatically expect for the men to pay for everything. I do feel that. I do feel the moment you voice that expectation, you owe them something, whether it's sex or not. It is. <laughs> however. Uh, however is in all caps. Sp- however, uh-huh. speaking from personal experience, especially Hispanic men, whether or not you as a woman are working, you, st- you are still expected to care for the home, husband, and kids, if any. In the time we've been together, my husband, I, my husband and I have always worked until a month ago. Or I no, it's just I have worked until a month ago. Um, okay. Let me read it. Go ahead. I, I can't see that far. <laughs> we we never went halves on anything. And many times we both contributed entire paychecks to pay bills, which I have never had a problem with. The one thing I have an issue with, though, and a whole lot of predominantly Mexican women deal with, is we are expected to come home from work, cook, clean, make sure the kids are ready for school, lunches are made, clothes are washed, etc., and men go to work, come home, and just chill. If I'm going to be working and tribu- contributing financially, then his ass is expected to go to work, come home, and help the fuck out here, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I hear you. We're, I know that's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> We're tired, too. We work, too. And that is a double standard that men have always turned a blind eye to. I think that's true. That is she's spot on. She is spot on. Well, that was the previous generation. That was the Latinos. Now you're in the generation of, of the Latinx. Yeah, the Latinx. So we are more than yeah. happy to take care. We're, we're a little more receptive to that because I think, I mean, unless you marry a girl from like the old country, like Junkyard, then yeah, she's probably going to expect you to pull your weight around the house. From my the old country. My, my wife is from the old country, and she expects me to pull my weight around. Oh, she's, she's defective then. <laughs> <laughs> should, I, should I return her? You need yeah. to return return to sender. No, but you do have a good point. There's probably... Uh... I, I think it all came from, like... I think it's, like, mostly tradition, because back in the day, like, women didn't work. Mm-hmm. And men always worked, and it was, like, hard manual labor. So, of course, they came home, they came home tired as fuck. More yeah. tired. More tired. Now it's, like... I mean, not very many of them... I mean, it's obviously some 
probably have more physically demanding jobs than others, but women who work put in just as much effort and just as much into it. Yeah. So for them to come home and expect it to have like it's almost like a second job to like yeah. to cook, to clean the kids. Like like yeah, it's like it's a lot. And I think most men is like, oh I already I'm the breadwinner, you know, I put in my forty hours and I'm mm. I'm I'm done. I'm just gonna chill. So yeah, I think that's kinda fucked up. I think it's all I think it's changing though. Well I don't know about everybody, but like me, like my girlfriend the other day, she's like, Oh, um, you're at work, I'll wash your clothes. I'm like, you don't have to wash my clothes. I'll do it myself. I don't I don't want you to feel obligated to wash my clothes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Good for you, Mamba. And then she's like, I'll cook for you. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to eat your food. <laughs> <laughs> I digress. I said. <laughs> but I usually like make my own food. I like wash my own clothes or like well now because me and my girlfriend live together, like I wash my like when I make food, I wash my dishes. Well, don't 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 like all your clothes fit in like just one wash. Yeah, you only have like two pairs yeah. of pants According and like three shirts. Don't you just have all stuff in a garbage bag? Yeah, I keep it all in the garbage bag. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So you just put the bag. You just like dump the bag out into the wash. By the way, that was harsh, Mamba, when she said that to you. I was upset for you. Oh, and she said, "I'm not but, like you. I can't carry all my stuff yes, in the garbage bag." I was like taken aback. <laughs> but I love her. You know what? She's great. Now I don't have. Now I don't have anywhere to. I like because <laughs> I. Uh, my mom was going crazy, and she's like, you got to come get the rest of your shit, or I'm going to throw it out. So now I got a trunk full of shit, and I don't have anywhere to put it, <laughs> because the closet that me and my girlfriend have in our room... It's, it's all hers. All her shit. <laughs> so I got a trunk full of, like, clothes that don't fit me anymore. Just give it away. Goodwill. I'm, I want to, like, wear them again. One day. Oh, yeah. You, maybe you, you, not today. But soon, because... But maybe one day I'll wear them again. And then I got a trunk full of comic books and graphic novels. Ooh, that definitely you want to keep. Yeah. Just sell those. Make more money. Nah. No, nah, I'm keep good. Anyway, we got a voicemail. I have like plans whenever I have a kid. And uh He's gonna inherit. He goes those? into my study or my office. It's and he my comes, study. He comes back running with like a graphic novel. You mean your shed? Your yeah. shed? <laughs> he's like, Papa, papa. Who is Hellboy? And I'm like, sit down, you little forget. I'm going <laughs> to tell, tell you a story. I'm going to tell you a story. Why you shed a tear? <laughs> I'm going to tell you a great story. Yeah. By the way, I try to get my girlfriend to call me Papa now. It's not working. She's not going? <laughs> she's, not, she's not having it. Uh, anyway, all right. Let's get to this uh, voicemail, shall we? Oh, hold on. It's not. It's actually. This is not playing through the. <laughs> through the. Uh, I just realized this. I muted that bitch. All right. Let's try this again. Hey, bros. This is Dom from uh, Dom Plum. I'm the writer, executive producer, and shit. Uh, just calling to see what you guys. Uh, you know, when you guys wanted to chat about her movie, there. You know, my boy. Uh, you know, my boy DiCaprio and me and shit wrote this shit. We were fucking <laughs> high, bro. Anyway, man, hit me up, bro. And uh, we're talking about Dom Plum and shit, you know, and Tony, Toby McGuire. Is it Tony? Fucking that asshole. You know, <laughs> that douchebag. Anyway, we'll talk about it later, man. Just hit me up at, uh, you know where to hit me up, man. Peace. Was there a... <laughs> What the fuck? That was not our Definitely, guess. Definitely, that was not. <laughs> that was some... Some troll douchebag. Oh man! Don't call Leave him a douchebag. It was. We know who it is. <laughs> we do. Yeah. No, we don't. 
I well, didn't I recognize do, I don't Well, you must know, but I don't. I'd rather. I, I don't want to know. I like the air of mystique. <laughs> but that was that was pretty funny. But anyway, he. Uh, <laughs> it was pretty funny. I thought it was hilarious. Uh, was I, I heard. It, I heard it the first time. Oh man, this is Dom from Dom. <laughs> That Toby McGuire, whatever that douche. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Anyway, this will be the first and last time we're gonna have a guest, right? <laughs> Probably. Uh, we ha- I have another. Uh, we have another email. Let's go. Let's get that real quick before our guest comes on, because hopefully it'll be soon. Um. Pacho segment. Uh-uh. Pacho segment. Uh-uh. Pacho segment. Uh-uh. So, Pancho says, Comcast customer service. He says, Dear JYD, we are contacted by Pancho Mancho Savage, who informed us that you, re- you have been receiving <laughs> HBO Go access well beyond your free three-month trial. <laughs> and we want to let you know that, you will be, that we will be revoking the access effective immediately. <laughs> Not only that, but we will also be billing you for the service beyond your free trial. Also, upon further review of your account, we noticed you were never billed for your on-demand purchases of The Boy Who Cried Dilf, The Hunger <laughs> Games Mockingay, Dress Lick Park, Harry Pooter, and What's Eating Gilbert's Grapes Ass. <laughs> please, please log into your account to pay your balance or call Comcast's award-winning customer service hotline oh no let this be a lesson to you don't brag about getting free shit you disgusting deviant side note i feel filthy have gone over the purchases on your account so i'll be jumping in the pool of bleach upon sending this email big thank you to poncho for alerting us to the situation not all heroes wear capes sincerely comcast customer service the jig is up junkyard that's it so Your your free ride is over I mean, is it? <laughs> it should be. The, the, the ride's not over till I say it's over. It'd be what? a shame if someone were to forward that email to, <laughs> let's say, Comcast customer service. Now, what's Comcast customer service? Didn't you see what it said? But, like, a higher up. We need to escalate it. I'm pretty sure. I, I'm, I'm, like, to, like, who's the, who's the CEO of Comcast? So the, I don't know, Google the CEO. Ted Turner. I'm about to, I'm about to Ted add, Turner? I'm about to, I'm about to add him. <laughs> I'm about to add, add him. Add him on, uh, on Twitter. Yo, I ain't no snitch, but my boys. I know snitch, but my boys been getting free shit, and I'm tired. Brian L. Roberts is the Comcast of. No, oh, he was born. He's young. He's born in November 2002. <laughs> he was not. He's been the CEO oh, since November. Yeah. I don't think that's when he you was born. Idiot. <laughs> that would make him like I knew 16 that. I just thought it would old. be funny. Uh, also, uh, per that email, Junkard, I have a tiny gripe with you. Okay, what's that? Should I, pl- should I play the... I don't care which <laughs> buttons you press. Uh, Hell no, motherfuckers! Wake the fuck so up. So I guess my girlfriend listened to the last podcast. I guess when we talked about Comcast, I brought up how I messaged somebody that we knew that worked at Comcast. And she said, she's like, oh, that junkyard's a little instigator, isn't he? I'm like, why? What do you do? He's like, I always listen to your podcast. And when you brought up that girl that she messaged, he just got really... Uh, he just started like trying to egg you on. He's like, "Oh, does your girl, does your girlfriend know that you message her? Is, does he find out? Like, why are you such a fucking trick, dog? <laughs> why are you such a mark ass trick? I mean, the same reason you're one. I know? never tricked on you. Your I can't grandpa, even. Your, your grandpa I, wouldn't even tell you where he lives. Well, oh. the, the thing, the thing is, you, <laughs> I can't even trick your girlfriend. You can't she because understand she won't understand what, what you're saying. I'd say, hey, Joker's getting his dick sucked by some other girl. She's like, okay. She's like, see. <laughs> 
<laughs> no. Do you take pleasure in trying to bring other people down with you? Yes. Mm. <laughs> That's exactly what I, I do. I just want you to know your your ploy, your plot failed. It was failed. Because you got it in that night. Probably did. Yeah. <laughs> you don't remember when it was? I told her to call me Junkyard just to spite you. <laughs> Wait, what? Just to spite what you. The, how would that be spiting me? Because you've never had sex like that. Because <laughs> no one's ever said your name. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, call me Junkyard. All right, Junkyard. Like nobody's ever said that name. So what if what if she like she said my name while you, she was orgasming, and then every time she says my name, she has an orgasm? Wouldn't that make you feel yeah, a little bit? You've never experienced that. So. No, I'm saying, but what, like from now on, like if she she sees me and she like says my name, uh-huh. she like orgasms a little bit, and then That's would that fine. make you would that make you feel bad? You're not because I man. well because I'm technically the one she, making I'm her like, orgasm. I like say my dick is little. Oh, Chunky, your dick is so, so little. <laughs> Uh, you guys are you're an asshole, Baba. What? Hey, you're the one that tried to break up my relationship. <laughs> I wasn't trying to break it up. Uh-huh. I didn't even know she listened to the podcast. So she, she says she like listens sometimes when she doesn't. You're an instigator, bro. So I am a- every of- every episode that Mama records is like Russian roulette. Is she gonna listen? She's not gonna listen. <laughs> it's like you and the Bruce Wayne page. What are you like, are you Dana White? Because you <laughs> like starting fights. You like promoting them. <laughs> That's right. Damn. I would like to be an MMA promoter. No, I'm just kidding. I wouldn't like to do that. That would suck. It'd be a horrible job. You probably would. You'd probably like, I just hope everybody has a good time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want people to buy the pay-per-view. Make some money. Oh, speaking of which, speaking of making money, I might have a new sponsor for us. Oh. But that's that's news for a later date. It's not it's not a sure, sure thing yet. But we'll see. Sponsor, uh, tell us right now. I can't because it's not a sure thing. Yeah, but we It's wanna, in the works. We want to give them a free sample. We're still waiting for that pizza that mama's co-worker promised us oh yeah right we will free pizza i this is when we had our uh what was it our anniversary or something we had, i forgot we hit we hit some landmark the 100th episode maybe i don't know if it was that but they were like oh congrats give me junkyard's address so i could send a pizza to you guys and mama's like no nah, i'm good i just never got it delivered here did you eat it he got delivered to his house <laughs> <laughs> that would have been pretty funny <laughs> So what happened? Where the fuck is the pizza? It's still on its way. <laughs> how long has it been? Um, you know how long it's been deep, a while. You know how long deep dish pizza takes to make. Oh, uh, <laughs> you know if it's Domino's has like a thirty minute thing. <laughs> it's, it's been thirty. It's been it's free. Domino's has some great. I don't like Domino's, but it has some great deals. Like what? I don't know. You could get like a large pizza for six bucks. Domino's is actually not not bad. I actually do enjoy I like Domino's. I think it depends on the toppings. Like the other day when I got Domino's, I got jalapenos and mushrooms, and that was pretty good. I was watching um, Ugly Delicious on Netflix. Have you guys heard that? Ooh, what's a, that? It's a it's a cooking show, or not? Co- it's not cooking, but it's all of food. it. I know it's hosted by David Cho. He's yeah. a Korean cook. Yeah, and his partner David Chang. No, not him. So it's called Ugly it's Delicious. Tell it's me just, more. It's just him. Yeah. But have you have you got to an episode where he has his buddy David? No, not yet. David Show on I've there. only watched like three episodes. Before. The only reason why I said this is because David Show, he was the first person I listened to that had a podcast. Mm-hmm. And then that's why I went on Facebook and said, oh, I should make a podcast. And then that's when you got super excited and like, oh, I have the equipment. Let's do one. And now here we are. <laughs> now we are bringing the best podcast yeah. to the world. We're bringing a podcast. So, well, same thing. <laughs> so, if you enjoy our podcast and want to know the inspiration by it, thank David Show. 
Don't listen to this podcast. Only listen to it this It doesn't one. exist anymore. Oh, okay. There you go. Even better. Don't listen you know to his why? old episodes. Because he realized he just didn't like it. Just like and you? He got, yeah. He got out of it. <laughs> How many episodes did he have? Uh, he had quite a few. It was called DVD ASA. He, it was him and porn star Asa Akira. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they had a they had a podcast together. And it was okay. It wasn't the best. He was like terrible at interviews, but I thought it was funny. Because he's because he's an eccentric millionaire. For those who know David Show, he's a graffiti artist. And when Facebook was just up and coming, and they had their headquarters or their office, they employed David Show to paint a mural in their office. They were like, "We could either give you sixty thousand dollars now, or we could just give you a bunch of stock." And he chose a stock. Ooh, and then once smart. Facebook blew up, smart. he became like a multimillionaire. <clears throat> and and now he just buys. Life. Now he just buys buildings to vandalize them. You mean graffiti? Vandalize. Yeah, vandalize graffiti, whatever. It's the same thing. If it's his building, it's not vandalizing it. Well, he buys it for the purpose of vandalizing it. Yeah. Like, it's the thrill of vandalizing. But if it's your building, you can't vandalize something that's yours. Technically, uh, I'm I'm sure he, like, it's kind of like... You vandalize your wife every night. But, yeah, I mean, it's still considered vandalizing. It is. I'm pretty sure that's what he does. Good for him. I mean, if... If you came up on a bunch of money, what would you do? If I came up on, like, what like what amount would be a bunch of money? Because depending on the amount I, I come up on, I think I have different scenarios. Nobody knows exactly how much he has, but he had, like, 200. They estimated his, like, worth is $200 million. That's a good, I, I think I would, I think I would buy, I would buy houses, uh, like, between my house. And I would throw parties, and I would have the neighbors complain, mm-hmm. just so I can tell them the fuck off. Because, yeah, you know, yeah, that's what I would do. Gotcha. All right, guys, uh, we have a special guest on the phone right now. Oh, do we? Yes, we do. Uh, we have uh, Dale Wheatley, the producer slash writer of Don Splum, on the line. Dale, can you uh, you there? Yeah, I'm here. How you guys doing, man? Hey, Dale, how's it going? Let's everybody <laughs> round of applause. You're uh, you're on with uh, me, uh, Junkyard Tony D and Mamba. I'm Mamba. What's up, Mamba? How you doing? I'm Tony. What's up, Tony? So uh, yeah, so we we decided to uh, you know talk to you about the, about the movie about Don's Plum. Uh, what uh, can you tell us a, a little bit about it? I mean, as for our listeners, not everybody that's on our you know that listens to our podcast, I'm sure has watched it. So can you- yeah, and those that have pretty much just know what's kind of out there on the internet because I'm sure what's out there is only like scratching the surface of what's really like behind it and what happened. So maybe you can give us a little a little insight. Yeah, sure. Well, l- l- let me start out with a little question, if you don't mind, who, of, of you guys who actually saw the film. We, yeah, we all, all, all did. We, we all, all saw, it. saw it. Tony Tony was the first one to watch it. Yeah, I kind of remember, like, I kind of remember, like, I did listen to your podcast because you guys tagged it up on Twitter, and I, and I, uh, and I, I've got, you know, I've got my tweet deck, uh, to intercept. I basically, my, my Twitter is, is my battle for Don's plum ground, basically. And, um, so, uh, yeah, I, I caught your, I caught your podcast. Um, so, uh, well, I think you guys know a little bit about Don's plum, which is that, you know, it was a movie made in the 90s. It stars Leonardo DiCaprio, Tobey Maguire, and other notable actors of the time. And, um, it was uh, a, a rugged little indie film during one of the renaissance times of, of indie film, uh, you know, American indie filmmaking. I mean, you know, that was the rise of guys like 
Smith and Tarantino and Rodriguez and no, you know, uh, uh, Bombach and uh, and others. Uh, so it was a really fun time in film, and uh, there was a lot of experimental stuff going on. And uh, Don's Plum was one of those experiments, and uh, you know, she got crazy uh, for uh, many reasons. Uh, we can discuss some of them today, and um, the result was that um, Don's Plum ended up going through a, a terrible uh, litigation that really ended up getting the film banned in America. In fact, Don's Plum is really the only American film that I know of, and I've, I've looked. Uh, that w- has been, you know, successfully banned by uh, the actors who didn't own it. So it's a very uh, dubious distinction, to say the least. And it's a much maligned film, um, as you guys probably know, and you guys kind of participated in that, and it's cool, guys. It's cool, man. I get it. Um, but it's a maligned film, and, and, and um, much of that, uh, obviously, the cause of uh, the lore and legend of its past. but uh, So that's kind of Don's Plum in a nutshell. Um, I'm the writer-producer of it. I also played a small role in it. Uh, but I'm one of the writers and the producers. And, um, and uh, as of 2014, I sort of, you know, uh, I was like, before it was cool and trendy to break your NDA, I broke my NDA and um, decided to speak out about the absolute utter fucking bullshit uh, behind the demise of this film domestically um, and, you know, I've kind of be- begun uh, what, what I've, I knew to be at the time and I'm now realizing to be true, uh, you know, a multi-year, possibly multi-decade battle to try and get this film that I love so much uh, released in the U.S. and to also, you know, get rid of some of the, uh, some of, uh, you know, kind of curb some of the, the bullshit around you know, people's preconceptions of it, which is why I agreed to do your show today. Great. Uh, yeah. And we apologize for that. I guess the misconception, I guess from well, Tony had watched the movie first and you had already read yeah, some I, things. I, I've read about it. And uh, like, I think the reason I, I was interested in it was because of the, like I said, the lore behind it, like the story behind the making of the yeah. movie. And that, that to me was like, Oh, that's kind of, that's kind of interesting. It's kind of fascinating. Like it had all these actors. It was an indie movie. And from what I've read, it's that oh Leonardo didn't like it after it was made, and he decided that he didn't, he blocked it. He didn't want it released, and there was a whole that whole issue you talked about. Because I read, I did read that, uh, or that it painted like allegedly yeah, that it painted them in a bad light. It painted them in a bad light, and they decided not to release it. Uh, I did read that open letter you also have on uh, Free Don's Plum, and uh, which, which 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 you which you know refutes that 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 bullshit. And yes. listen, first of all. Let me just say, guys, don't fucking apologize. I, you, the reason I, I actually decided to come on your podcast and, you know, reach out to you and say, hey, if you guys want to talk about it, let's talk about it, is because I thought you guys were fucking funny, for starters. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. And, oh, thank and, you. and, and, there, and there, was some, there was some interesting shit in what you were saying, because, like, you know, one of the problems Don's Plum has, and has always uh, had since these pricks uh, decided to bury it, was uh, that, you know, with their power and their influence, they were able to swing public opinion about the film before even seeing it. Mm-hmm. And so most people, including yourselves, you begin to watch this movie with this fucking preconception that it's a pile of shit. And, and in reality, Don's Plum stands up against, uh, you know, side-by-side uh, side with Clerks or Pie or any uh, most, most of, 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 the, of the, you know, that 90s boom of indie filmmakers that stands, you know, beside those films uh, beautifully, quite frankly. But 
Uh, and whether you like it or not, and I get it, man, I'm, I'm cool with people not liking my movie. I don't give a shit about that. Um, but what's really interesting and why I, I, I was so eager to kind of get on with your podcast is because I don't know which one of you, but there was one of you guys who was struggling to like the movie, and, like, the other two were like, ah, oh, it's a shit movie, basically. And the other guy's like, yeah, it's kind of shitty, but it's kind of good, too. And it was interesting for me because it's really, like, the it, it really was this perfect display of, of what the, this poor film has had to deal with, which is, you know, the movie stars uh, bashing into the ground with, you know, obviously worldwide appeal and, and adoration and, and admiration, uh, using that uh, to really trash the film uh, before people even see it. And, you know, the reason why they did that, guys, is because if you think about what they've done is they've, 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 they've stepped on fucking art. They've stopped the work of dozens and dozens of artists. They've cost us millions and millions of dollars. And they were able to get away with all of that because they were able to tell their fans, oh, it was a shit movie, and, and so I don't want a shit movie coming out. Well, first of all, they fucking loved the movie. And, and from their mouth to my ears, witnesses everywhere. It's not just me. It wasn't a private conversation I had with Leo in the corner. Leo was fucking very, uh, very verbose about his, his uh, surprise at, at the quality of the film. And something you can keep in mind, by the way, is that Dog's Film was an experiment. You know, during a time when when when, when experimental films were were at, you know at their peak, really, and uh, it was an extraordinary experiment. We shot we shot seventy eighty percent of that movie in three fucking days. Um, we did a lot of prep, but that's just unheard of. Um, and uh, so anyway, don't don't apologize, man. Don's Plum. Uh, you know, or your, your, your sort of reaction to Don's plan isn't untypical, but it, it, you know, what I'm interested in is even if you guys think that it might've had something to do with the preconceptions going in. Uh, for me, I think it did because like I said, when I first heard about it, I heard like, Oh, this movie's so bad that no, that they blocked it from being released. And I'm like, how bad could it be? Like, cause it's, it's not like you're watching like a, um, like a screener edition. This is like a, a finished product. So this went through like everything. I mean, the was, room was terrible, and they got released. You know? <laughs> well, that that's that's what I was thinking because like, like before I heard about the room, I heard about like it's it was infamous. So like certain movies have an infamy to them, and you kind of like hear about them before you actually watch them. So I like a long yeah. time ago I heard about Don's Plum, but I never checked it out. And then when Tony brought it up, that's when I watched it, and. uh so like I, you know, you 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 get interested. You're like, okay, what's the what's the mystery behind this movie? Yeah, and I yeah. I, I watched it again. I watched it after Tony uh, talked about it on the podcast. I had never, to be honest, I had never heard of it, um, and I had never heard of that that or the Pussy Posse. Like Tony had brought up the Pussy Posse before. Who the fuck is the Pussy Posse? And I guess Leonardo DiCaprio and Bro, his you don't boys. Know who Lucas Haas? No, is? I didn't know who the fuck <laughs> Lucas Haas was. <laughs> and like. First of all, Lucas Haas is a fucking nice kid. Let me tell you right now. <laughs> of, of all of the members of the Pussy Posse, he was one of my favorites all the time. He, he's as as kindred and meek as he looks. Oh yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. I didn't know who any. Of, I didn't know any of this. I didn't know David Blaine was part, David Blaine, my favorite magician of all time. But mind you, was in part of the Pussy Posse. Like, I mean, what he's, the he's fuck? no Chris Angel. Get the fuck out of here. He's he, he's better than Chris Angel. Anyway, <laughs> besides the point. Um, so I watched Don's Plum, and I, after no Tony talked about, it, I I enjoy I, I enjoyed the film personally. I re, I I really enjoyed it. I thought it um, I thought it was kind of a, a combo between like uh like Clerks and uh and Kids. like like swing swingers oh, yeah. a little because you know yeah. there was a lot of swingers where it was like in a diner 
and it kind of yeah. like brought me back to that you know when they and, were in the diner and i think a lot of like uh like what you were saying dale like it makes sense like you said that the majority of it was shot like in three days and like yeah. from from what i took away from the movie was like a lot of it's like it's real like it's not really like i don't know if it's like they're they're pretending or they're so much acting but i feel like that's kind of like how they were or how they yeah how much of the yeah. script was improvised all of it, but but we wrote uh, so everything that was was performed was rehearsed and was written, meaning that all the points and the character's perspective and you know we wrote Leo to be the asshole he was when, uh, in the film Derek. Uh, so we wrote Derek as as the asshole he is, it, it, but it was Leo who you know when we brought him. Uh, so the way we we designed the writing was that we wrote. Uh, out who the characters were on and on three by five cards, and then we worked with the actor individually and then together to put the sort of missing pieces together uh, and really kind of flesh out and form the character. And with Leo, for example, uh, you know, Leo was like, "Wow, you guys really wrote a, a fucking asshole here." And we were like, "Yeah." He's like, "Well, I'm going to play him like myself as an asshole, but like times ten. He was a fucking asshole. That's the first movie I've seen him in, aside from like Django, but that obviously was way later. Be where he was an actual asshole, and I'm, I, I, I disliked Leo in that movie. Not like his acting or like the right. I just disliked him as a, his character. character. I disliked his character because yeah. he was a fucking dick. Yeah, I was thinking the same yeah. thing. Usually, when you have a character who's a jerk like that, sometimes they're they're kind of charming, like, right? They're like you're like oh he this wasn't guy's... charming at all. Oh man, he was like the worst. <laughs> no. <laughs> Which but is yeah, like... he was funny as fuck in it, man. I mean, uh, like dude. I, I just thought he was absolutely hilarious in the movie. I thought it was just funny. I it, I don't know. I haven't seen all of his movies because he pisses me off so much that I, I only I really watch the Scorsese ones. But uh, which is basically all of his movies. But spoiler alert: he uh, dies in most yeah. of them. <laughs> what? what? As a spoiler alert: he dies in most of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wish we'd have killed him in Don's Plum for a while. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was so uh, Toby McGuire. I gotta talk about him for a little bit. He is he. I, I know. You, I know you have. Your, I've read the open letter. I know you have issues with him. Um, but in that movie, he was like, a, like fucking like like get therapy issues. Yeah. Yeah. He's <laughs> he's uh he's a, he was a little bitch in that movie. <laughs> yeah. He was. And not like I, I don't I don't think that's like to me. I wasn't surprised really by it because he's a little bitch in most of the movies like Pleasantville and fuck even in Spider Man he was a little uh, bitch in. Uh, have you ever seen Secretariat? Oh fuck. Was it Secretary? Yeah, I think you're th- thinking of the Sea Biscuit. Oh, Sea Biscuit. Ah, you're mixing. I was up, close. You're mixing. I'm mixing up my horse movies. movies. <laughs> Wait, wasn't Secretary? No, Sea Biscuit. You idiot. Anyway, uh, Spider Man Three. Hello. Yeah. But anyway, he's a little bitch in most of his movies, and this one, I just, I really, I, I I'm not a big Toby fan. I've never liked Toby. But I was thinking is- about that today. I like. I've never seen a movie like advertised and like starring Toby McGuire. I'm like. <laughs> Oh, I'm definitely going to see that. That's never been a selling point for me. Uh, Spider-Man Three. Yeah. I didn't see. I know it's, it's kind of like come over here and get herpes. You know? like, <laughs> so was it's like, he, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, it's cool. No, is he is he really that much of a little bitch in real life? Like, I mean, he just seems like it. He just seems like he's just not very like I don't know. He's just likable. Likable. Yeah, in, in my opinion, he's like just a he's he's an extremely evil dude, and and the reason is because. What he does is, uh, in real life, is that uh, he kind of like kind of squirms into your heart in a weird way. Like, um, I was really, really close uh, with him. His betrayal of 
the film and our friendships is just epic. And what's awful about Toby is that if you actually do a little bit of work, and maybe you have, uh, you've certainly, you know, been able to reference enough of his shitty fucking acting. But <laughs> in life, in life, he he's he's just done terrible things to people. Uh, we were, you know, just just some among his victims. Um, but he is uh, he's just one of those terrible guys. All the bad fucking things you hear about Hollywood about the people of Hollywood, the backstabbing, the cheating, the scummy lying, you know, the guy who would, who would fucking sell his own mom out to get, to get somewhere. That's, that's Toby in a nutshell, in my opinion. I have to follow up everything with, in my opinion, because I'm in legal trouble with these dudes. Oh, so, every time no, I speak, yeah. so please don't, like, if you really wanted to fuck me, just like edit in my opinion. Every time <laughs> I speak, I that. <laughs> no, we won't do that. Um, so, yeah, that's crazy. Uh, what do you call it? So how, how, I know the, I read the open letter and you say Toby basically told Leo to fucking cut the movie to make it like not be released. Right. Like, is that how it started? Cause like, let's, let's say like, so this movie's created, it's already done. Like, do you get a call one day saying, Hey, uh, that movie's not happening, even though it's already finished. Uh, talk to our lawyers. Like, how did that go? No, like in the letter, man, here's, here's how this went. Uh, so he fucking shows up. By the way, where are you from, man? How does that go? You sound like you're Canadian. Are you Canadian? <laughs> you know what? He's actually from take that south of the border. <laughs> I'm from very. I'm from the opposite side. I'm from uh, from Mexico. Oh, yeah. Well, parents are from Mexico. Uh, we're but, all from Chicago. Yeah, we're all from Chicago. But he's got a very Hispanic right, accent. Chicago, we've been told. Okay, yeah, I get Chicago. Yeah. Wow, you're fucking sporting the Chicago accent. <laughs> uh, really? Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's charming as fuck. I enjoy it. It's cool. I'm, I'm a Canadian. It's just all my Canadian, all oh, my Canadian okay. accent. I was thinking about that. I, I just have a mutt accent now. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah, go ahead. So this, motherfucker sh- this motherfucker shows up at our house. Uh, R.D. and I, the director, uh, he and I, so R.D. and I partnered on this movie. Yeah, we, we were sort of writing, producing, directing partners. He took directing, producing. I took writing, producing. And, and I mean, he took directing, writing. I took writing, producing, kind of like the way the Coen, Coen brothers did it. You know, certainly they were a big influence on us back then. And so we were like, oh, we'll just be like the Coen brothers. We're kind of like brothers in real life. Anyway, we're living together at the time. Toby shows up, knock, knock, knock at the door. He's fucking holding a box of craft dinner. He's coming over to make us dinner. Oh, I read that. Uh, it was craft dinner yeah. and tofu? Craft dinner. <laughs> fucking macaroni and cheese, bro. Prison food. <laughs> so he shows up, knock, knock, knock. You know, he, he asked us. He called us. He's like, hey, man, I want to come over. I want to talk about Dodge Palm. I'll make you guys dinner. I'm like, oh, Toby's going to make us dinner. All right, come on by. Motherfucker shows up with craft dinner and wieners, man. <laughs> tofu wieners. Tofu wieners. <laughs> Not even like the audacity dog, dog to get food you. And prison food. Yeah. So not, not he, even ballpark and he wants to talk about Don's plum, man. And it wasn't, it was, you know, he wasn't there fucking 25, 30 minutes. And he's screaming his fucking head off that he wants Don's plum to burn. It was one of the most, um, it was one of the most uh, frightening things that I've ever been faced with. Let me, let me set the stage for you, man. I was, uh, when I made Don's plum, I was drinking water for food. I was fucking starving. Like I was hanging out with the, the most elite fucking young crowd in Hollywood, but I was poor as a motherfucker. And so, um, you know, Don's plum, I'd sacrificed everything for this movie. I mean, I literally was drinking water for food on days. Uh, it was, it was that crazy for me because I couldn't hold down a job and cut a film full time. It just wasn't fucking possible. But everything, my, my entire life and dreams was in this fucking movie. I poured my heart and fucking soul into it. It was my debut. It was going to be the beginning of something fucking great, something that we all dream about. Uh, being, you know, those of us who, who you know, sort of want to def- defy con- convention, if you will. 
So when this guy shows up and says he wants to burn my fucking movie to the ground, uh, I, I, you know, my heart was racing. My palms were sweating. Uh, I was in a, in a desperate place to try and figure out a why and B how I can calm this motherfucker down. Um, he spent hours with us and by hours, I mean, he got there at probably seven or eight o'clock at night tops. And he was there. I left with him at four in the morning to go to his house or he was staying at this dude's house, a known pedophile, as a matter of fact. And we were staying at his, so we went to his house until, until he was going to his AA meeting earlier that morning. And so I went back to that house because I still wanted to calm him down because he was so fucking crazy. And it was at his house where he alleged that I said to him that if Leonardo DiCaprio didn't, didn't participate or support the feature Don's film, that we were going to disparage him in the press, which was, I mean, just fucking stupid. Another part of setting the stage for you is at that point in time, we had pretty much every indie distributor throwing money at us to buy this movie. And the king of them all is the now infamous and disgusting Harvey Weinstein. But Harvey Weinstein in his fucking heyday, uh, a taste maker, a hundred percent a taste maker. I mean, think of the careers he fucking created. Oh, yeah. Starting with a, especially during the nineties, he was, you know, yeah, was I mean, that, that was his heyday. Movie. Right. So, and this, and, and Harvey Weinstein from his fucking mouth to my uh, ears, right. Shaking my hand, calling Don's plum a smart, a start, a smart film. We made the movie for 80 grand motherfuckers offering a million dollars. So, and that was just the fucking, you know, the, the guarantee. So things were looking really fucking good at the time that I supposedly confessed to Toby that we were, we were going to destroy Leo in the press if he didn't participate. And the funny thing about that also is that Leo had already agreed to participate. And it's true that Don's Plum definitely evolved, meaning that it didn't start out as a feature film. It just started out as a fucking experiment. And the truth is we didn't know what was going to happen. So, um, so yeah, that, that's sort of the scene, right? This guy comes over, he's going to burn the, burn the film to the ground, and I don't know why. And it's literally taken me years to figure out and sort of pontificate on, and I think I now have pretty solid theories about why I did it. Uh, obviously, him, him and I started uh, stopped talking. Uh, I don't think I could ever fucking you know, speak to the dude again uh, rationally. But, um, but, yeah, that's sort of the, the, the gist of it. And, um, uh, yeah, so the dude came up, said he's going to fucking burn the, burn the film to the ground. I tried desperately to stop him, and I totally fucking failed. So he never he never said why he wanted to, wanted to cut Yeah, it? I mean his, his his reason was that we that we were we were snakes in the grass, that we were being opportunists. Listen to this. This is a man describing people in Hollywood making a movie together. He calls us opportunistic. I'm gonna go with yeah on that. Like fuck yeah. Isn't everybody yeah, that's yeah, making absolutely. Yeah, I I'm mean, with that. Yeah, I mean yeah. if you if you put Leonardo DiCaprio if you put any like star in a movie, like you want him to, like, you know, for do, specific, yeah, do good, to, yeah, do well. You want to, he's he's in the star of the movie, so he could sell it, so he yeah. can people want to go see him. Yeah, of course yeah. that's opportunity. That's everything. Yeah, like Leo is the draw. Yeah, of like, course, Leo is the draw. Like like on the like on the YouTube on the YouTube um, on the YouTube like somebody somebody was like. I'm only here to see Leo, to be honest. I'm like, I know. <laughs> yeah, you know? I'm well aware of that. Yes. <laughs> that was the point, right? <laughs> we were well aware of that. Starring, Dale, we- we- starring Dale Wheatley as a little bum. I mean, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you know? I know, man. I, that was the point. You know, apart from the fact that as much as I loathe DiCaprio, and, and when I say loathe, I mean it by its definition. I'm going to fucking loathe him. The, the talent's ridiculous. And... You know, it, it was truly amazing to work with him. I mean, truly. And, you know, 
again, I can't, I can't emphasize enough how much I, I dislike this human being, but I cannot deny his talent. And uh, I thought he brought it on, on Don's Plum. That, those scenes in the bar with Jenny Lewis, get the fuck out of here, man. Yeah, because, I mean, I don't know if, I don't think he's that much, of, I don't think he's a jerk in real life, but it really he made me real think. Well. Yeah. You're, you're wrong, bro. You're uh, wrong. Oh. You're so fucking wrong. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, he, you're, oh, you're the guy that was sucking his dick in the podcast that I heard. Yeah, <laughs> uh, no, that might have been me. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a huge Leo fan. <laughs> I don't think I would ever suck his dick. I got a fucking dick on your lips, man. <laughs> hey, man, you're the one dick right I I don't know him as a person, so I can't speak on his character. But I love his movies and I love him as an actor, and he is my favorite actor personally. Like I said, I don't know. Like I said, I I don't. This is the first negative thing I've heard about him. Um, was from, from I've heard other from, negative things about like when he's trying to save the ice caps. From, oh yeah, from I mean, his yacht. But the thing is, the thing is, I've I've, I've bar- I barely started hearing negative things after I watched this movie and after I've read about it. And mostly, like when I started reading about the pussy posse and how they wouldn't tip. That Leo was the biggest non-tipper of them all, and like he all he wanted to do was fuck bitches and you know and not tip. I guess that's one of the main things was. He, like, he's like he's a giant asshole. He is a giant talent like like the guy like you know i i I love and admire his talent uh i wish i had never worked with him let alone met him but uh or or become his friend and i felt extremely close to leo you know his mom cooked for me i I knew him very well uh hung out at his house uh you know et cetera et cetera um but um uh you know the truth is that the guy is a dick uh but his talent's immense uh, and can't be denied. And I, and I, I'm a fan is, of his work as well. And I, and I, I certainly hope that he keeps making films. I also hope that he releases the ones he's made. What was I going to say? So, so Leo was on board. Do you know exactly what Toby Maguire said to like? So, Toby Maguire was the one that didn't want to release. He was the catalyst that was like no. And do you know what he said to Leo to not get it uh, released? He told Leo that I said to him that night when he and I were alone. Uh-huh. He said he told Leo that I said that we were going to, if Leo did not cooperate, we were going to pit the press against Leonardo DiCaprio. And Leo was particularly vulnerable at that time. His career had not yet taken off. You know, we're not talking, we're talking no Romeo and Juliet. We're talking no Titanic. We're talking, like, nothing was out. Basketball Diaries, which, you know, became a cult hit. But but when 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 I saw Basketball Diaries the night it opened, I went to Leo's house afterward. And, uh, and Leo was like, because I, I, I loved it. And I was like, dude, I just went and saw basketball. And I fucking loved it. And he's like, uh, how many people were there? I was like, I didn't want to tell him. I was just like, I was just quiet. He's like, how many people? And I was like, I think maybe eight. Wow. You know, Leo, Leo, Leo was not a box office draw. He did no box office. He was very vulnerable. His career was being built at that time in terms of the public. When I called my mom with a fucking boner from here to fucking Africa because I was working with Leonardo DiCaprio, I'm like, Mom, I'm working with Leonardo DiCaprio. Who's yeah. Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio? You know what I mean? Oh, wow. like, DiCaprio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, now she still can't pronounce his name, but she knows who the fuck he is. So... Um, uh, the guy's a giant talent. Uh, you have every, uh, and I, you know, look, it, 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 it's probably nice to fantasize that he's a, a nice guy. And you know what? When, when we were friends, he was. He was a fucking great friend. He was the funniest person I ever fucking knew. I, I, I shit you not. The guy, the guy's hysterical. How but he has you... this side to him. But he, he also has, uh, I think he's got dominated by the asshole gene. He's, he's kind of a terrible person, unfortunately. Yeah. How long were you guys friends before you guys decided to make this movie together? 
Uh, well, I was friends with him for a little over a year at that point. And then, uh, but, 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 but he didn't make the movie for me. He made the movie for RD. RD was friends with him for six years at that point. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, and, and, and the, and the other guys like Connolly and Bloom, who were the other two friends that, that were really why the film got made in the first place. Those guys were all friends for years as well. Um, but I mean, all told, Leo and I were friends for three years before the, before the shit went bad. I read in one of the articles that R.D. was part of the Pussy Posse. Is that, was that true? I mean, was he part of well, the we alleged? Part of, we were all a part of the so-called Pussy Posse. I mean, I, that, I, you know, I mean, I was a part of the Pussy Posse. It's, it's, um, it wasn't, it's not, it's, it's such bullshit that it was a Pussy Posse. Oh, real original. A bunch of kids in their fucking 20s go to bars, get drunk, and try to get laid. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> that sounds like a normal thing to do. <laughs> but the, any I, one of us were doing the same thing. I have never not been a part of a Pussy Posse as long as I've been <laughs> I guess that makes all. I, I, makes I all guess this. I guess it was called that because you guys were able to achieve that goal. Like everyone goes out with that goal, but nobody really gets the pussy. <laughs> there's 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 hope. There's hope for us. There's not a lot of execution, but for some people, they actually get it. So yeah. I guess that's why they were dubbed. So, Tony and I have a motto: every every time we go out, we, we have, have two, two goals. goals to get our drink on and, and our dicks wet. Usually, and, we we fifty percent success rate. <laughs> I'm not gonna say which one. Still pretty good, but those, I take those out to Vegas any day. Dude, I was I was rolling with the cabrio, and I I was fifty percent successful too. <laughs> so how did how did this whole thing come together? Like, whose idea was it to make this film, especially with like DiCaprio and McGuire and like I mean, these guys were still Kevin somewhat. Connelly, yeah, it's Kevin Connolly. Some these guys were somewhat known at the time. A little bit. I yeah, mean, Connolly was on a on a on a CW series with Nicky. Yeah, Cox unhappily, really unhappily well. ever after. I love that show with uh, Bobcat yeah. Goldthwait as the little bear. Yeah, I love that show. Yeah, they were both in the movie too. I, I saw. That, I think that the Nikki Cox was dating Connolly at that time, and then they broke up, and then she ended up with Bobcat. Holy no, she she did way. not date Bobcat. The yeah, guy was, from Police Academy? after Jay Moore, but yeah, she did. What the fuck? She is sexy. Well, she was. She was sexy AF. Like, I don't know how the fuck she's dating Bobcat. Hey, Jesus kudos Christ. to Bobcat. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I'm tell you a lot about what he's packing. Yeah, right. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Uh, so, so, yeah, how, how did it get made? Like, who, who came to who in this, like, to get all these guys together into one movie? Like basically, yeah. So, so here's here's like I'm going to give you sort of a, a, a kind of a condensed version. It's, a, it's kind of a long story, but uh, I'll give you a condensed version of it. There originally was a short film called Last Respects that Artie Rob and his friend had uh, had been writing, and that was going to be a film starring you know DiCaprio and his buddies, and directed by R.D. And I had come into the scene and become friends with all these guys, and I was right for one of the roles. So then I got I auditioned for the role that one of the lead roles. And I was fucking terrible. Like I blew it really, 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 really bad. Like embarrassingly. And so uh, I was devastated because I clearly wasn't going to get the part. And that was my chance to work with an Oscar nominated actor and also an actor I admired so much in Leo. And so uh, I was pretty fucking devastated, but I overheard Leo talking with RD in the corner and Leo said, the script is shit. I can't make this movie. So I'm sorry, bro, but I can't make the movie as it is. And R.D. was devastated, and, and, and Leo walked away. And then I turned to R.D. afterwards, and I am a writer, and I've been writing my entire life. And I said, I, I'm, I'm a writer, and I'm a good writer. I can fucking help you. And he was like, you can make my script better. And I was like, absolutely, let's get to work. So I got the job, and uh, I started writing on that script. We spent about eight months developing that thing, and finally we were at Leo's house. 
doing the final read through. Leo shot all over it. It was fucking unbelievable. He just, it was so disrespectful, but whatever. I was really fucking pissed because I really worked hard and it wasn't a great script. And I recognize that, but come on, motherfucker, like be cool. He was not, uh, he shot all over it. And the other producer who was financing the short, a guy called David Stubman, he had an idea called the Saturday night club based around a, and, 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 and they had started writing on it, him and his writing partner. They had written about 10 pages uh, of a feature and it was, you know, about these kids who gather at a, at a restaurant every Saturday night with the objective to get bring chicks and get laid. And so uh, he pitched it on the spot after Leo passed. And uh, I was really fucking upset about it, him pitching it, but Leo responded because he liked the experimental uh, aspect of it, it being partially improvised. So then it, they ended up rallying to try to get me on board because I had showed them my chops as a writer and um, they were like, we really want you on. And I, 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 you know, I, I was so pissed at Leo. I didn't want to go. Anyway, we ended up going out to Jerry's deli, a famous deli uh, in uh, Jerry's famous deli. It's called actually um, in, in LA. We went there, hung out uh, and they convinced me, uh, And I, you know, my, my sort of terms were that it would be a hundred percent improvised and that we wouldn't do any screenplay because the last thing I wanted to do was slave over a bunch of words. So DiCaprio can take shit, take a shit all over him. So <laughs> everyone finally agreed being excited that we would do this really cool experiment where everyone got to improvise their, their roles and that was the birth of, of Don's Plumbing. And we spent, you know, so the, the benefit was that we'd already been working together, rehearsing and reading and writing with them for eight months, this, this group of guys. So I basically just started writing, you know, the, the shit that we were developing on Last Respects uh, with their characters through this filter that David created for his Saturday Night Club idea. And that was kind of the birth of, uh, of Don's Plumbing. And then, we, you know, we went into this really cool, like, experimental mode of, of working with um, improvisation you know, one of the things you might imagine with improvisation is like actors step all over each other, you know, they're, you know, especially ones that are trying to compete for screen time with Leo. So we ran into that problem right away when we were improvising. So we did really cool experimental shit. Like we, we set a metronome during rehearsals to try to create a rhythm so that people would give space so we could fucking cut, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like there, there was nothing to cut, you know, so we were like, fuck, we got to create breaths here, you know? So we created this metronome, man, it worked amazingly. All of a sudden these people just all these actors got into a rhythm and a mode and uh, we started creating this, this real ebb and flow of improvisation through characters, through all this rehearsal. And you really fucking see it on the screen because, you know, kind of like, you know, those, those great sports teams uh, that, you know, sort of have that amazing season where they just get better, better and better and better. That's what it was for Don's Plum. We just got better and better and better and better until finally we fucking uh, filmed it and, I mean, for an improv film, it's just it's just, it, we knocked it out of the goddamn park, man. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I like I said I enjoyed it. I thought it was I thought it was really really nice. What what are you uh, what are you doing now, Dale? What I mean, if you don't mind me asking, what do you what's? Uh... I'm almost like I'm almost uh, you know the way I've been cursing and talking and shit. I gotta almost be careful what I say about what I'm doing now. <laughs> um, I'm making film. I made a, I made a film. I just made a, I just recently made a film. I'll tell you, it's interesting. Like I came out in 2014. Here's the, here's the story, bro. In, in 2014, I wrote the open letter. I did that because uh, I, I met this girl uh, who is now the love of my life, and she found out – I didn't normally talk about Don's Plum ever. It was, like, it was shame, shameful for me, actually. So I never really spoke about it. Um, I got into this conversation at a bar where this girl that – you know, this girl I, I eventually fell in love with, she was there. She overheard it. And in that conversation, this guy was drilling me about what I'd done in film – 
And I told them eventually about Don's Plum. And we'd been dating for months. She heard about it. She was like, what the fuck? You don't tell me about a DiCaprio movie? <laughs> so, now she wants, so now she wants to know more about me and, so, and about that side of my life, which I'd been hiding. And she's like, well, let me read some of your other stuff. So I let her read some of my stuff. She's blown away by it. She loves it. She's like, you're a fucking talented guy. I'm like, well, thanks. Um, and then she's like, well, I know this producer. Well, she knew this billion-dollar producer. So she, so she takes her favorite project of mine, which I've been literally writing on for, at that point, probably 10 or 12 years, uh, like, you know, periodically, obviously. And she takes this fucking this, this, this uh, story to this guy, and he fucking loves it. He's like, I love this. This is exactly the kind of shit I like to do when I do indies. He's actually normally a big Hollywood guy. Like I said, multi-billion dollar guy. So uh, he loves it. Well, then he finds out who the fuck I am. And then he finds out about my association, and he recognizes my association with Don's Plum, and he withdraws immediately, citing that he can't get on the wrong side of DiCaprio. And this is in 2014. Wow. When I tell you that I, when I tell you that I slipped into a fucking horrible depression, I'm telling you it was as dark as it ever, ever, ever got for me. Um, it was like the end of my life. And... Um, I, I couldn't believe that almost 20 years after shooting that movie, I still couldn't get out from under it. So uh, I, I didn't know what to do. Uh, and and uh, I, I said to, to to my girlfriend at the time, I said, Angela, can I just write this openly? I want to write a letter. And I said, and at first she was pretty nervous about it. And then she was, and then I said, but the only thing he can get from me is money. And I ain't got none, man. I still ain't got no money. And she looked around and my apartment was pretty fucking empty. And, you know, she probably thought about the fucking old beat up car in the driveway and she went, um, yeah, fuck it. You don't have anything, do you? <laughs> so write the note. So I wrote the letter, uh, as a, as a means to really try and, and I mean, the problem that I've lived with for these 20 plus years now is that the only propaganda that was out there was propaganda put out by their very powerful publicist machine. Their PR machine is incredible. And so there was never a voice of my own where people could know who I am and what I did and, um, and the pride that I do take in my work. And, you know, if you've, if you've ever looked at any of the Reddit stuff that I've done, I mean, I've, I've spent weekends battling people and their shitty attitudes toward, toward the problem. I don't care if you hate the film, but censorship in America is an unacceptable fucking thing. Taking away my right to commerce and my right to earn a living is an unfucking acceptable thing. I made this movie for Americans. I didn't make this movie for, 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 for all those foreign uh, territories. Oh, I'm proud that it's out there, and I'm glad that, that I mean, in, in Russia, the film does amazing. In Brazil, the film does amazing. But, uh, you know, I, I, we made this movie for Americans. This is a part of, we wanted to capture a moment in American history where we could look at our generation raw and unfucking unfettered in a slice-of-life film in a voyeuristic view of what it meant to be in in the circles of Hollywood uh, in the nineties. And we wanted to, we wanted it to be a reflection of, of, of many generations and our struggle for identity and our, our sort of fight through our asshole, uh, you know, versions of ourselves as we grow older and older, you know, I'm, I'm only half the dick I used to be, you know what I mean? Yeah. So so that's, that's what this is. So that's, you know, that's sort of, I don't know if I went on too much of a tangent there, but that's kind of all of it for me. No, you, uh, like me, honestly, when we were talking about this, I was like, I was like, what? It's been 20 plus years. Like, why is he still angry? That's how I thought of. But now that you explained it and it's still affecting your life, I could, I could see how you, you're basically like the underdog. Like, Leo has gone on to make all these movies, right? But your life is still 
affected by it in a negative way? Like something that you yeah, I can. like was your passion project. You put a lot of hard work into it. And now even you go to 2014, it still yeah, like haunts you. You try to move on. And, and somebody says, oh, we don't want to upset DiCaprio. We don't want to upset yeah, and look, our Lord and Savior. And look, <laughs> right, exactly. And look, here's the thing, man. It's not just that. Like, yeah, it affected me in 2014, and that really fucking sucked. But I lost millions of dollars, dudes. Like, people have been killed for much, much less. I, have lo- I lost millions and millions of fucking dollars. And apart from losing all that, the lawsuit alone cost us $3 million, bro. At, like out of pocket, man. So like, like I, I lost it. We lost everything. Uh, there, there was no, there was nothing left. And then on top of it, they blacklisted us. So every single relationship, my entire life was completely ruined. I'm going to say something really gruesome and hard. And you guys are a fucking funny crew and, and you got a funny show and I'm gonna get all dark and real in, in, in this, but hey, it, 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 it's, it's proper it for perspective. Go ahead. You know, go I was, it. I was beaten, molested and raped before I was fucking 12 years old. And none of that compared to what they did to me because at, 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 in, as an adult, you know, I fought through all that abuse as a child, knowing that one day I was going to grow up and have in my control, my life. And when I got that control, I took that shit from Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. Maybe you've never heard of it. You probably shouldn't even have heard of it because it's a fucking freezing little shithole that only Winnipeg, Winnipegers can call shitholes. So don't disparage my fucking <laughs> I've heard of it. We don't want to upset our Canadian audience. Please, Dale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Scores of Canadian fans. So, uh, you know, I fucking, I fucking, um, I, 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 I was able to get myself from Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada as a fucking, you know, a, a high school dropout surviving a massive amount of fucking abuse and dragged my ass down to fucking Hollywood, California, where I made realize my fucking dreams, where I made manifest my dreams, dude. I, the, I was the epitome of the American fucking dream. I had it all in a fucking, in, in my back pocket, in my heart, man. I got to fucking Hollywood with $2,500 and no idea how the fuck I was going to survive. And, 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 and in less than, and, 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 and a little more than a year later, I'm fucking producing and writing Leonardo DiCaprio, and it was by no accident, man. You know, it was, it was about my life and my ambition and my artistry. You know, I'm a fucking hell of a writer, but... Uh, you know, and, that, and that's the devastation. So, yeah, man, it interfered in my life in 2014. But if everything goes great, if fucking Leo lets this movie go out, I will forever be scarred. I will forever be harmed by this. Um, uh, there's, there's, I, I barely trust any relationships. I loved Leonardo DiCaprio personally. I loved Tobey Maguire. You know, uh, they, were, they were my close fucking friends. Uh, and, that, and, that, and, and, and Kevin Connolly and Scott Bloom above them all. And every one of them just fucking shat on, on, on our friendships. And they did it all because they wanted to lick that boy's asshole. Similar to yourself, quite frankly. No, I kid. I kid. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 but listen, here, here's the thing. Uh, through all that fucking, you know, through all that fucking bullshit, the minute that I wrote the letter, the, the, the minute that that got published, I was empowered again. I had a voice again. And while nobody wanted to talk about it until Leonardo DiCaprio got his Oscar nomination, when they finally did, it hit the fucking mainstream. You know, the shit blew up. George Takai tweeted. It was fucking amazing. Hundreds of thousands of views of the film. Um, just shit fucking happened. And so I moved to Athens, uh, Georgia, and I was just going to write a book about this movie that I was been trying to make for for 15 years that this producer passed on because I'm because I was associated with Don's Plum. So I moved to Athens to just write a book, a fiction, a novel, 
And I met a filmmaker out here. I pitched him uh, some of the stuff I was doing. And he was like, man, you're a fucking talented dude. And he read some of my stuff, loved it, wanted to make it. And I told him, hey, man, I, what I do better than probably anyone you're going to meet is I develop writers really, really, really beautifully. I can take young baby writers and really build them into beautiful, special writers uh, and, 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 and actually improve them, uh, you know, their artistry, but at the same time deliver a really great script. So I said to pay you back, man, give me a script, any script and, and, and a writer and I'll read it. And if I think there's something there to work with, I'll, I'll, I'll give you my time. So we had this kid in Athens here in the South, uh, writing a faith-based piece. Um, and I read it, uh, and I thought there was, a, there was something there. And I met with the kid and I said, uh, I call him a kid sporty, but uh, I met with him and I said, um, Hey man, uh, you know, he's, he was a baby writer. That was the first project he ever written. And I was like, if you can go through this process, I'll take you, I'll take you down a path. And in the end, you'll have a script that you can make into a movie. So the kid, uh, he, he fucking said he'd do it. He didn't know what he was in for, but 18 months later and 12 or 13 drafts, we finished the script and, uh, they went out with it and raised a million bucks in three months. Nice. Is the movie out yet? It comes out uh, October 19th, uh, here in the South. And uh, we're going to probably release on about 100 theaters, and then we're going out um, uh, through this, this new, new platform, uh, which is a theatrical on-demand p- platform, which we're pretty excited about, uh, which is another fucking interesting aspect because, man, I'm getting into good, solid, fuck you Hollywood mode because, uh, I, I, you know, we've kind of become our own distributor in this process. We raised a shit ton of money and um, a lot of people just rallying behind it. But it all comes as a result of the fact that I was, that I stood up for myself and I had a voice so that when people started fucking looking up, you know, Don's plum, there was counter to their utterly absurd, poor Leonardo DiCaprio fucking bullshit. What's the name of the movie that's coming out? This are you, are you allowed to say? Are you allowed to say? <laughs> I, yeah, I'm almost scared to say it because of that. Like, if my investors hear this, bro. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. All right, don't worry about it. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, don't, don't worry about, worry about it. it. We'll Whatever, look it up. If you ever want to tell us, just email it. To yeah. That way we <laughs> could, that yeah, way more we could check it out. We, we wanted <laughs> yeah. to check it out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can obviously find out with a little bit of work, so please just don't even bother. Just give me, give me, give, give my, like, you know, this movie comes out in October and if, uh, you know, and, and it's a, it's a good movie, man. And this guy really poured his heart and soul into it. Like you do in film. And, you know, it's a funny thing about films, man, a faith-based film is the furthest thing from what I would ever make. And it's not a slight on Christianity or any, any religion. I actually think religion has great uses for people. And, and I think it's, you know, it's, scientifically it's proven to be a very valuable thing. It's just not my thing. And, um, it's not our thing either. Um, Don't worry um, about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but 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 what's interesting about what's interesting about about this movie is that um, you know, when you make these things, they're they're your they're your babies, and you don't even care if people hate them. It turns out people really like this movie, and it's a solid, solid movie from a secular t- standpoint. It's solid. It's not the greatest movie you'll ever see by any means. It's a million dollar movie for God's sake, but it's it's a good movie. It's well written. Uh, it's well directed. It's 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 very well acted, and and. Um, it's a funny thing, man. They become your babies. And I just, I, I, I love this little movie and I just wish it the best. So, you know, don't take my filthy mouth out too far for this movie to get harmed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Plus those faith based movies have their own. They like, have the, I mean, they, they have their own pop, following. Like God's yeah. not dead. Yeah. Fireproof. Have, have you seen what dreams may come with? That's, that's not a faith based. That is movie. very faith based. <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> Clearly that was faith. I don't think you've seen, you don't, <laughs> you don't watch movies made before 2000. <laughs> 
Tony's the worst movie person to be talking to, by I'm the way. the best. I'm a movie buff. Yeah, Tony's never watched a movie that was made before... 2001. 2001. So for him to see... Don's Plum was, was a huge the, deal. Yeah. Was, out of all the people... What's hilarious is that it's like black and white, so he thinks it's like all the other Charlie Chaplin movies. Yeah. <laughs> he probably was like, was this made in the 1930s? I was like, I'm like, I'm glad I didn't watch movies before 2000. There was no color. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking funny, bro. So... I got a question. If if DiCaprio and them, if they re- like agree to it and they release this movie, would this give the whole situation some sort of closure? Like, would they? Would they? Would you be happy with that? Yeah, I mean, most certainly. I, I you know, I, I would be very happy. I think what, what Don's plan needs is a. Uh, is an American release. Uh, I think it needs a director's cut. This cut uh, was influenced by the lawsuit. Um, so, uh, and the cut that that we originally uh, that we originally had is a as a, is a superior cut, and it's definitely more of an American cut. Maybe Rivers Cuomo will come on board this time, and we don't have to mosh up some of the shit that we had to in order to keep our. We had our we had our uh, cast singing Buddy Holly at one point, and that becomes this horrible fucking mosh of sound in the movie right now because Cuomo wouldn't budge on uh, giving us any of the rights. And uh, so there's a okay. bunch of things that, I, that I'd like to see happen. The movie that would get released uh, would be a far different experience than anything you've had. And I got to tell you, like, I've seen this movie in a couple of theaters over the years, uh, and um, it is not the same experience uh, as, a, you know, this, this, this condensed shit that you're getting off of YouTube or otherwise. Um, just the soundtrack and, you know, a, a, a full Dolby mix. Uh, it, it, you know, like any other movie, it just does a world of good for it. But anyway, uh, it would be, uh, yeah, of course, it would be closure. But, um, you know, I, I would never really ever heal from this. It's it's just multi-decade pain. It's just, it'll always, you know, always hurt real bad, you know. I, yeah, especially I don't know. with your, your friend doing that. There's not, a, you can't really heal from that or, you know, that's time that's passed. <laughs> but maybe it'll be, it'll be something. It'd be it'd be it'd be a lot, uh, you know. Maybe I don't heal, but I, but I but I at least have restored. You know, I'm 48, and um, and uh, and that shit creeps up on you. You're just like you wake up and you're like, holy fucking shit, my balls are gray, and <laughs> and and you're like, uh, and then you start thinking about posterity. You know, you start thinking about my niece and my nephew, and I start thinking about. Will Don's Pond disappear? Like we don't make these things to disappear. We 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 have we have dreams of our films lasting forever and our art lasting forever. And I just happen to have one of the biggest movie stars of all time in one of my movies. Uh, I want to I, I want that to go on. And you know, above all though, I just want everybody to get paid, dude. Like, you know how many people need this fucking dough? You know how many people need to get paid for the hard work that they put into this movie? The funny thing about Don's Plum is that as many, it has many more fans than it does uh, people who kind of fucking diss on it. Um, and I think there's a lot more secret fans, you know, a lot of people who are almost af- afraid to have an opinion that it's good or not afraid, but reluctant because of the shitstorm that may come, you know. But for me, it's about the cast and the crew getting their due. Uh, you know, I am burdened with, and this is important, man, I'm burdened with the blame. It was my conversation with, with Toby that Toby took to Leo that Leo then used to destroy the movie. And, um, and that means that I'm directly responsible in, in some way for all of those people not getting their, their due. And, um, and, and I can't even express to you how painful that is. Uh, 
when, when you make a movie, you bond so deeply with the crew and the cast. You would not believe, even on a short shoot like Don's Plum, um, but, um, you know, I've shot longer features and, uh, you know, it's always the same, you know, it's, you, 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 there's this sort of familial thing that happens. And, um, and so taking bread off their table has, has been a destructive force in my life. And, and it's something that I, I think about every day and it's not a little bit of money. I mean, these actors would have been paid hundreds of thousands of dollars each. It's, it's really upsetting. Yeah. yeah it sucks where can people watch the movie like if people like our listeners want to go see it i mean is there a place you recommend that yeah go to, yeah email email uh freedonsplum at gmail.com and i'll send you i'll send you a dvd quality and all right bro i'm gonna drop something on on on, on your on your podcast i'm gonna drop a little something on your podcast sure. but i happen to have gotten my hands on a print so uh i am now uh working with some folks to potentially go on tour with the print Oh, nice! Ooh, that's, awesome. that's awesome. Yeah, so we're we're, we're talking about going out, and it, you know, people wouldn't be paying for it because the last thing I'm going to do is, uh, you know, take money from the mouths of the crew and cast in that way. Also, right. so uh, you know, we're just going to go out. We, we're we're looking for some sponsors who are going to be able to put this thing up on 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 a screen, and we'll go and you know, we're we're thinking about maybe uh, maybe even doing a fucking podcast, a live podcast from from the screening. Well, that's awesome. It's awesome. Just shoot right. us an email with that uh, info. We can probably yeah. we can obviously let our listeners know about it if anybody wants interested in take, yeah, checking yep. it out. Um, what uh, what can people do? What can people do to help raise awareness of this? I guess because I mean, you know, it, it does suck that it's never been released. Is there anything? Just talk about it. I guess. I think. I think like right now, the best thing that somebody could do is sort of rub from their eyes all the preconceptions that that this movie has has been given and. And, and look at it as a piece of, of cinema history. I mean, this is a 25-year-old movie, and, uh, or a 23-year-old movie, um, and, it's, and it's really representative of its time. And, and, and I, I would love if people would, would give it that, that sort of, that benefit of the, that benefit. You know, like, man, when we, when we tested this movie in the 90s, and kids didn't know what they were seeing, I, there, so we went, you know, after everything blew up, we went to a leech festival, called um we went to a reach festival called it's, it, it, look it's our clerks you know what i'm saying yeah you know what i mean so we went to this reach festival right and uh called slum dance if you look it up uh it's totally cool it was it, it's kind of legendary if you look up slum dance trust me it's worth your time it was kind of legendary well we were that kind of like the headlining sort of uh film of that little reach festival and we had you know after we had done our screening this kid came up to me man and it was like the greatest moment of my fucking life. He, he comes up to me and he's like, he's a total stoner. And he's got cups in his hand, something that I can't see. And he says, he's like, he comes up to me. He's like, just kind of looking down. He won't look me in the eye. And he's like, um, bro, your, your movie, bro. Oh, bro, your movie. It just, oh, bro, I just, I want you to have this. And he took, you know, he pushes his cupped hand forward and opens it up. And in it is like two sweet nugs. <laughs> and I was like, I, I, I just smiled at him, and I, with like Scrooge fingers, I just removed both nugs from his from his cupped hands, and I went, "That's so kind of you," and I just got completely ripped. That's probably the best movie review ever, right? Somebody's like, "Here, smoke this, dude." A stoner gave me his fucking dank yeah, yeah. nugs, man. I mean, it was hilarious. a very awesome moment. But this movie, in its time and in its context. 
was a wonderful experience, and it was really offset, off-putting, of course, and it made you feel icky and yucky, and it made you be a little introspective, and it also helped you remember some of the things that other people had said and done around you, and made you feel a little embarrassed, and then made you realize, hey, maybe they'll be okay like I was okay, and that was the fucking purpose of the movie. So the best thing that people can do right now is to give the movie an opportunity to be the movie and not be the movie that Leonardo DiCaprio doesn't want you to see. All right. That's great. I mean, that's hopefully our listeners will not that we have a huge listener base, but the ones Wait, that do listen, don't undermine our <laughs> listener base. Listen, New dude, I love listeners. all 10 of them. <laughs> Just go, go out there and Google this movie and watch it. Free yeah. Don's Plum. Yep. Free Don's Plum at gmail.com. And you will get a direct link. Yep. Dale, we want to thank you very much for coming on. We appreciate it. We appreciate your time. Appreciate you, you know, spilling your guts out on here. Um, you're the best guest we've ever had. I don't think that that's true. Well, <laughs> thank, thanks for having me. You guys are really, really fucking funny. Uh, I'm a whore uh, when it comes to these things, uh, but I was really glad when uh, when I when I heard your podcast because I was like, yeah, man, some actual funny fucking dude. So it's been a pleasure. <laughs> thank, thank you, you. thank there, you, thank you very much. Is there anything you want to plug on uh, before we uh, let you go? Anything you want to promote besides the other movie you're doing? No, I mean, I mean, you know, just just keep checking in at freedomsplum.com because shit's going down and, 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 you know, this fight is going to kind of continue. And, you know, like I said, I mean, I think we might have things like little interesting things like maybe we come. You might be able to actually reach out to us eventually and be able to say, hey, can I have a screening in my town? And we'll set it all up for you and we'll come to your town wherever the fuck you are. We'll put it up in a theater and we'll have ourselves a, a, a real fun night, a night out. So, yeah, man, That's just awesome. stay tuned to freedomsplum.com and, um you know, just give the movie some love. That's that's all I'm hoping right. for. We'll check it right. out. We'll, yeah, we'll uh, keep our ears to the ground and can't wait for it. Yeah. Yeah, you guys, you guys, you guys are a good time, man. Thanks a lot. And well, if I make you. another fucking movie, I'll, I'll call you up, all right? Yeah, yeah, for <laughs> sure. Let us know. For sure. We're man. always down for you. You don't want us luck. to ruin your movie. Good luck, Dale. I know. I know. I know. I know after I projects. release it. Yeah, after I release it. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Have a yeah. good, have a good night. Thank you. Bye. What a nice guy. You know what, Junkyard? Every once in a while, you say something and you eat some crow. <laughs> like the McGregor fight? Like the McGregor fight. What else? What else did he uh, Comcast, Comcast. Disney. Disney. Oh, Comcast, Disney. You, you eat so crow. He, he's no stranger eating crow. You're no stranger. That's your favorite delicacy, <laughs> crow. But today, I will accept that I ate some crow. You were wrong. I was wrong. So, you know what? I didn't want the awkwardness of talking to, of da- to Dale, and I didn't want like the awkward phone interview, and I wasn't really interested in it, but it turned out to be a pretty interesting conversation. Dude, I, he, was, I was, he was hilarious. I was I was excited to talk to him. I was like, man. I was super excited. Well, nobody like, cares what you're excited about. <laughs> no, not interested in that. But no, I was, I was wrong. It turned out to be a pretty good. It was interview. a long interview too. I, I didn't. I, I didn't expect it flew it. by. It flew by too. Like I, I, didn't, very, I looked at the time. I'm like, holy shit! And and, and he, he, he I felt bad. And a lot of things that he said, like a lot, they clear some things up because, because yeah, if you go to Free Don's Plum, the website, it's a really long open letter. Mm-hmm. I admittedly I didn't read all of it because it was so much, but him talking about it cleared it up and it, like, cleared about exactly what happened. I think he cleared up some things and it. Oh, it confirms some things that I already thought, like Tobey Maguire being a douchebag. Like I already had predicted that. But he took Secretariat. That, I mean, <laughs> he, he took Secretariat to the Triple Crown. I mean, 
I said it before, and I'll say it again. Fuck Tobey Maguire. Well, okay, I didn't really think about it that. So when I saw the movie, it's not my favorite movie, admittedly. But when I saw it, I was like, "Why? It's been twenty plus years. Yeah. Why is he making the big deal? You know, he has a whole website to it." But then when he explained it to me, when I heard it from his own words and said, "Like this movie has affected." His whole life. His whole yeah. life. It's like it's like this was like the, it, it put it the, into context. This was this was his big break, uh, and he put everything he had into it. And they it. fucked him. They especially, fucked him hard. And he pretty much just they said, "Ah, you know what? Fuck it. We're not going to release." Especially the movie. since he. I mean, if it was probably some strangers, but these were his friends. Yeah, his supposed friends. His supposed They're friend. obviously not his fucking friends, but they backstab yeah. him like that. Fucking. It's kind of like, like, like all like 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 we all get together. Oh, I'm telling you guys now. If like something happens where I blow up. I'm not taking you, motherfucker. <laughs> what if this podcast blows up you, son of a bitch? Are, are you going to start blocking it? Yeah, exactly. I don't, I'm going to say... Are you going to Toby Maguire us, you yeah, son I'm of a say, bitch? Erase it from all forms of media. <laughs> I don't want from, anybody to know that you, I was are, on are, here. Are you going to be like Donald Trump? Are you going to call Google and ask them to remove it from the internet? Yeah, please please do. I'm going to get the cyber police <laughs> no, 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 to no, you're scrub gonna, it like, from the internet. You're going to call Bill Gates. Yeah, you're gonna ask him to remove it from the internet. Oh, yeah. No, man, you gotta you gotta call Al Gore. That's the man uh, he who invented the internet. The internet. But yeah, now, once you put it into perspective and say how it affected his life, and he probably did lose a lot of money. If you had Harvey Weinstein, I mean, now Harvey Weinstein. Now you don't want Harvey. Now Weinstein. you don't want Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> well, back, <laughs> well, back then, then. Well, back but then. even even give Harvey Weinstein like even like what no, two three years ago, he's fucking yeah. humongous. Yeah. Look at all the shit he fucking came out the with. The Weinstein Company has produced some of my favorite movies. Mine too. Mm-hmm. The we- Harvey Weinstein's a despicable piece of shit, but the company and well, the movies that he the movies that, that he fucking produced or the movies that he came, that he brought mm-hmm. were fucking amazing. Yeah, just like what's his face? Uh, who's the one? That, who's the pedophile that that? Uh, Made the pianist, uh, Polanski. Yeah, Polanski. Roman Polanski. He's a piece of shit. But he the pianist was, was a fantastic movie. Like, just like he said, Leo may be a douchebag, but he's still a fantastic actor. So, are you saying that the most talented people in the world are pedos? <laughs> that is not what I'm that saying. That is what you're saying. That is not what I'm saying. But, but Weinstein wasn't a pedo. He just fucked like or sexual predators. What's that slash like? pedos? <laughs> what's that? What's that saying? Don't meet your heroes. Yeah, yeah. Because look, Michael Jackson. Pedo, Prince R. Was Kelly, pedo. pedo, Prince. No, Prince wasn't a pedo. That's what I said. But he was fan. He was, he was, he, was not, he was not as good as Michael Jackson. Takashi sixty nine, best rapper of our generation. Uh, get the fuck I out of here, pedo. Pedo. <laughs> anyway, R. Kelly. But yeah, come I'm, on. I'm actually. I enjoyed that. I'm glad we did it. Yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm super glad we did. It. I was excited before. And like you said, he said, you get rid of your preconceived notions. I had a preconceived notion that yep. this was going to go I think terribly. we all did because, it, like you said, that's all that's out there. Right. Like, the first thing you you find when you Google this is, like, it's a shit movie that they didn't want to be released. So, of course, you're going to watch this with, like, ah, oh, what the fuck is this? So, any, every listener that's out there, go ahead and go in with a clean slate. Clean and watch, slate. Watch the movie. Give it a shot. It's now you, you could on YouTube you could watch a pretty it's not the best quality no it's not the best yeah. quality it's, pretty shitty. it's a shitty quality and actually that's the one I watched I think if I would have seen a better version I probably would have yeah. enjoyed it a little more but now that we know you can just freedonsplum dot com yeah. he will send no, you a link to free, a DVD uh, freedonsplum at gmail dot com freedonsplum and he will send you a DVD quality link I, I remember email him, let him know. I remember hearing about it a long time ago but I like I heard the like story behind it that it got but I like it got stopped. Mm-hmm. But I didn't really look into it until Tony brought it up. Um, that was yeah. funny. He's like, "Yeah, like just a bunch of guys going out trying to get laid. That's a pussy posse." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah you're right. <laughs> yeah, you're right." But the thing is, 
they succeeded. Yeah. <laughs> I also we always try <laughs> take back all the mean things that I said about Lucas Haas. <laughs> you are a well, gentleman. Well, well, a mean crow well, again. You are well, well respected Look actor. Who's eating crow? And now I am more upset at the person who left that voicemail earlier <laughs> for fucking talking shit. Oh yeah, fucking troll. What do you say? Oh, I'm Don from Don's Floor. Yeah. <laughs> well, Don is Don would have been. But he didn't say Don. Don. He said Dom. Uh, oh, I couldn't understand his accent. But anyway, yeah. I hope you feel fucking horrible, you son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. The only reason we played it is because we vow to we our listeners, we have a commitment that we will play all voicemails voice and read all emails. emails. You son of a bitch. Would he say that Lucas Haas was like the nicest one? Yeah. 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 I wonder what he's doing right now. <laughs> you just saw he did a shit ton of movies no I want what he's doing no like this the second, the second. I, I can tell you what I can tell you what he's not doing and that's talking to us oh yeah should we, should we get him on next <laughs> if you can <laughs> yeah Junkie why don't you start why don't you add him on Twitter uh, just like you did Miles Teller I know fucking Miles Teller <laughs> god damn it oh, we're gonna talk to Miles Teller one day did we make it now that we talked to somebody in the industry yep no we still haven't made shit uh-huh. we're still we're still the fucking underdogs too man See, Dale and us, we, we're kindred spirits, he both underdogs. He understands us. Yeah. He knows the plight. Yep. Shut up. <laughs> uh, anyway, all right, let's move on. Uh, let's get to our gripe, Hell no, we? motherfuckers! Wake the fuck up. Tony, I hope you have a gripe today. You said you were going to be prepared. I have a gripe. All right, good. All right. People that post, repost... Bullshit on Facebook. That's everything. Not just any particular type of bullshit, but there's a new type of bullshit going around. It's like where there's a famous celebrity that is supposedly going to give away a million dollars. So they do like a little, uh, like a collage. One's a video. The second one is like a pile of money. And the third one is like a house or just some random landscape. And the Twitter or the, the Facebook. Is always like, uh, oh, like Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I am giving away $1 million to the first thousand people. And he talks about how he's just trying to give it back. And then there's a video of him talking. And people, I guess, never really click on it to see what he's talking about. But I guess just by looking at it, you think he's actually saying like, oh, yeah, this is what I'm doing. Mm. But if you actually watch the video... Has nothing to do with him giving away anything. It's just just some like random. The scene from it's like a scene it's from a, like Jumanji. Yeah, it's just about- some r- the randomest shit. Is when he he's talking just- about rock bottoming. Somebody? <laughs> he's talking about like he's like just talking about like on his personal blog or his personal whatever. And people just like why are and I, I look at it and every time I see like this has been shared fourteen thousand times, I get like. A little piece of me dies. It's like, know. how are people still this dumb? People are on internet savvy. It's like, how? You think by now everyone should be internet savvy? Most people aren't too bright. I mean, I'm not saying I'm a genius savant, but I could recognize fake stuff when I see it, especially on the internet. Like, speaking of that, not too, well, it was a while ago, but I remember seeing this. It was, I could see how people thought it was real because it was like ABC, but if you look at it, it was like weird. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you just click on it. You can see that it wasn't. It was movie. Hustlers? Yeah, it was Hustlers. <laughs> but they said, I don't know if you guys seen it, but it's like, oh, movie star Johnny Depp 
is moving to Brookfield. <laughs> yeah, or buying a house in Cicero, <laughs> oh, Illinois. Yeah. And people are like, oh my God. He's moving next door. Yeah. yeah. And, and now people it, are like getting like excited. They, it's like they have that same article for every fucking town across yeah, America. Yeah. yeah. And, and you're that, all falling for it. It's like, who, why would Johnny Depp move to fucking here to like Berwyn or Riverside? Yeah. Like, this is shithole. Like, he is a fucking millionaire. He has his own island. Multi- He's not going to want to live. I heard Johnny Depp doesn't shower. So he might, he may, probably, also he, he may, been, he may move to Stickney. He's been, oh, okay. he's been going through some money troubles. So maybe he wants to just settle down <laughs> next to this no, landfill. No, you know what you do with when you have money troubles when you're Johnny Depp? Uh, make more movies. Oh yeah. You yeah. just make more. So, <laughs> Hey, how, how long can we run this pirate franchise? <laughs> so no one's giving away money on Facebook. No one's moving to fucking Cicero. <laughs> the only giveaways that are real on Facebook are the ones that we do. You, yeah, that is true. Basically, I think that's because like we're this. nobodies. If you are listening to this and like, wow, what are they talking about? Do I ever get scammed by something? Just think if you ever are on the internet and something comes up that sounds too good to be true, it is. It probably is. <laughs> yeah, it's a good gripe, Tony. That's a good Hell one. no, motherfuckers. See? Wake the hey, fuck up. Hey, it's good for you. You don't always have a gripe, but when you do, when I do, it's, it's a legit one. Mamba, you got a grape? I had one, but I don't know if I could top that. I don't know if I could follow that. So just do it. Anyway, who cares? No, I, I don't want to look bad. I'll get the fuck out of here. I'm doing mine then. Okay, I'll do mine. All right. <laughs> My grape. I actually have a couple of them, but I'll just do one. Yeah, write the other one down for next time. Okay. Which one should I do? Do the better one. My grape is, so I don't know if you guys probably seen it, recently, a couple of days ago, or yesterday, there was an incident at Wrigley Field. Mm-hmm. Oh, the racist thing. The racist thing. Basically, from the video, the video starts off just a group of people in a scuffle fighting, and uh, and then security comes to break the. And then afterwards, they get separated, and then this guy starts yelling uh, racial things. Yeah, at he's, these he's yelling beaners and spicks. Oh, you call them beaners at at Hispanic Heritage Night. Yeah. Which is kind well, of ironic. But. My gripe is I get it. What, I guess what he, part of what part do you get? Do you my, get the racist? Well my gripe my gripe is that Do you get being racist? Yeah, I get being racist. Okay. Everybody's racist. <laughs> and, if they, and if they say they're not, they're lying. When you're everybody's they they stereotype. When I'm dri- when you're driving behind a Asian person and they're going ten miles below the speed limit, you're like, I knew it. You're stereotyping. <laughs> When you see a black guy dunk a basketball, you're like, I knew it. I knew it. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Everybody does it. Everybody does it. Anyways, my gripe is that I just feel like it's probably a misplaced gripe, but I just feel like everybody's calling calling the racist card lately. Like, obviously, there was a fight and there was a scruffle. And at the end, they were the, yelling "spick," but that was afterwards. Oh. I don't. Know I don't what, watch the video. I don't know. I don't know what happened before. Like they, whoever records it with their phone, they start recording it midway, midway, while these guys are like all Hyped wrestling up. each yeah. other. And then security splits them up, and then there's just Hispanic couple, a guy and a girl, and the girl's like, "You don't know what it's like." She was like, "You, you." She was pointing to all the white security guards. It's like neither one of you know what it's like and how hard it is for us. I'm like, "Bitch, relax." Okay, <laughs> you're, you're sitting bleachers at the Cubs game. Life is not that hard for you. Uh, and then obviously, there's a guy who does start yelling 
racist remarks, but it's like everybody took that and ran with it. Like, oh, bigot or racist starts fighting. Yeah. I'm like, we don't know if he started it. And even if he did, I mean, those guys were fighting with him. Yeah. Like if somebody started ra- selling, yelling racist things to me, it doesn't happen. But I, I wouldn't. It's because you're not affected by racism because you're not Hispanic. So you don't understand the plate. You're right. <laughs> Life is pretty good. Yeah. And you know, I have, I have a if friend. Anything, you'd be on the white people's side. Yeah, you're right. You know I, what? I take away my gripe. Life is good. <laughs> I have a friend that's on Facebook. He's a Facebook friend, not like a real friend. Uh, a Facebook friend that always act like an activist and everything's racist. Everything that's done that's bad that just happens to do with like Hispanic people. It's a racist against Hispanic. Like, dude, relax. Like, for example... You you know around where I live, there's a, a water reclamation plant. Yeah, the water reclamation plant and a garbage dump and a garbage dump. The water reclamation plant like spews out like it doesn't it just spews out smoke because it it, clean, it cleans out the water basically the dirty water that comes in cleans it out and it takes out like smoke whatever and it smells bad. It does. It's it's the, the, the smell is bad. But anyway, he put on Facebook one time like. Oh, you know, it just so happens that it's in, in Cicero where fucking Mexicans live and they're doing it against me. Like, dude, relax, bro. The fucking reclamation plan has been there for years, way before Mexicans moved in here. This used to be white. Yep. Mm-hmm. Used to be like Polish. Yeah, Polish, Czechoslovakian. Like, mm-hmm. chill the fuck out. Like, not everything is a fucking like, racist. Like, they didn't put that there because the Mexicans were living here. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's let's take a step back here. Yeah. Same thing like you are saying, Mamba. Like... Like, not sh- everything is racist. Sure, that guy was racist. I do agree. Not everything is racist, but if you're yelling out racist slurs... That, see, no, that's the that's only thing. That's kind of racist. Yeah, that is okay. racist. I'm I, not understand, gonna, I'm, I understand, I'm, but what... Nobody has looked into why they started fighting. I didn't watch the video. I can't speak to the video. That's true. We all, I right heard, all I heard... We got to put it up. I mean, it it's not really much. Are you, you going to see a scuffle, mm. and then you're going to see a guy at the end yelling like... And it turns out that guy is not even white. He was Middle Eastern. Yeah. What the fuck? He should be the last person. Middle Easterns are considered white. Are they? Yeah. Definitely not. No, I'm serious. They're, they're, if you look at it, they're definitely considered They're not considered white. I look, no, I mean, white not, people don't think of them as white. They are not considered white in the U.S. of A. No, I mean, white people don't think of them as white. Ask Donald Trump but, if he considers <laughs> Middle Eastern people white. But they are He will they shut are that white. shit down. Now I feel like Have you ever heard of the Muslim ban? Now I feel like people are going to think I support racists. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I don't. I just like, I don't call it. You don't you don't support them, but you identify with them, which is basically I saying sympathize. You, you do... Oh shit! I oh, said you're that. a racist now sympathizer. You're, now you're a sympathizer. Oh damn it! Mm-hmm. But I'm half Hispanic, though. Maybe more. You're probably like a quarter. So does it... so I'm probably like a quarter. So, but what if I am part Hispanic and I don't I don't think it's being racist? Does that mean I'm like an Uncle Tom or something? Mm-hmm. A cornball brother? Mm-hmm. Oh no. <laughs> Did you say, oh, no? <laughs> uh, dude, it's funny. I, there's, like, pieces of this video everywhere. I don't really uh, know. Okay. Well, well, it's, it's on Twitter. I, I think, like, the original video I've seen was... the whole thing. I didn't watch it. I mean, who gives a fuck? Whatever. All right. I'm sure everyone's seen Maybe it. Maybe my gripe wasn't a good gripe. Whatever. It was a terrible gripe. Anyway, that's still no, a gripe, terrible okay. gripe. Hell no, motherfuckers! Wake pointed out that you're racist. <laughs> You know, and you're a racist not, sympathizer. It was a bad gripe. You pointed out that you're racist and you're a racist hey, sympathizer. Hey, Mamba never promised you a good gripe. He just promised you a gripe. But he, also, he, he also didn't promise me some racism. <laughs> I, okay, I take away... I don't want anybody to think I'm racist. Uh, my other gripe is that Bill Cosby shouldn't go to prison. 
What? <laughs> so you're a fucking <laughs> no, no. So you're a rapist. <laughs> you're you're a racist and a rapist. No, sympathizer. I'm not racist. But, but you're a rapist no sympathizer. Jail. But you're a rapist. Sympathizer. But he's a rapist. Look, I I can't, I can't be everywhere across the board. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ, Bobby, you're just a ter- I'm, go, I, go hang out with Tobey Maguire. You I'm, son of a I'm, bitch. I'm, I'm hoping that people stop listening to us as soon as Dale like Jesus signed off. Christ. <laughs> what you can't win. Uh, I'm Hell a- no, motherfuckers. Wake. I'm doing my gripe. Up. But and- then if I say that, I'm glad that Bill Cosby went to jail. Then. People are yeah. going to say you're racist. No, no they're, they're saying no. it's a good thing that a rapist went to black jail. Black people want Bill Cosby to go to jail. Not all black people. Most black people. This guy last night put up a picture of Hannibal Burris and he said, fuck this cheesy motherfucker. It's his fault that <laughs> he's in jail. Fault. And I, I LOL'd at the comment. <laughs> but it's not his fault. He just made a joke. Cosby was already joke. in deep shit before that. Listen, point is you can't win. I hope people don't think I'm racist. <laughs> or a rapist sympathizer. I am a Mexican. <laughs> All right. Back to my gripe. That has nothing to do with any of that. Let's lighten the mood a little bit. My gripe is for you, you United States Postal Service tracking. Hmm. Whenever you get packages from the United States Postal Service, the tracking is shit. Like... It's garbage. It's the worst tracking of all time. I mean, like when you know, it, you know, for those of you who don't know, living there in fucking rock, when your packet tells <laughs> oh, you where yeah. your package is at certain times, like it just left the fucking facility. It's coming to your house. Like their tracking is horrible. There's been times where it said it got delivered after, like, a, like a few days after it was delivered. There was times where it said it got delivered days before it got delivered. Like it's the worst. It's never fucking correct. Second worst, FedEx. FedEx is the second worst tracking. It's not as bad as the United States Postal Service, but it's not as good. Second best tracking, UPS. UPS has phenomenal tracking. What can Brown do for you? Yes. UPS, they tell you every second of the place, where it's at, what time it left, what time it's going to be at your house. Can I guess number one? You can guess number one. Amazon. Yes. Amazon is you, number they will one. Put, they will send you a picture of they your package. They will send you a picture of your package. Your doorstep. Where they fucking left it. Yep. <clears throat> Amazon Amazing. is the fucking best. Amazon fucking, they'll go to your, if you let them, they'll walk into your goddamn house and put it on your yeah. fucking table. You well, know what I'm saying? Like, they'll put it in sense. your car. You have one that's a multi-billion dollar company that could pay for that. And then... The- I pay taxes, motherfucker. You pay taxes. Yeah. We you're, you're, should at least have decent tracking. You're banking on bureaucracy to deliver... <laughs> what is I pay more in taxes than I do Amazon Prime. I'm I should sorry. have at least decent tracking. Not only that, but you're paying to ship shit, too. Exactly. <clears throat> it's not like you're shipping for free. Yeah. I'm still paying to ship that shit. I'm paying to ship it. I'm paying for that for that postal worker's job more than I am in paying in, in my eighty or hundred bucks in Amazon Prime uh-huh. a year. Fuck you. The least you could do is tell me where my package is at. Is it really that hard to scan that bitch and be like it's in Des Moines, Iowa? So you think Fuck you. The United States government is gonna take all your tax dollars and not all it, of them and use it efficiently. <laughs> <laughs> they should. Now but you're living in a fucking fantasy world. I do junkyard. love me some Amazon tracking. Amazon tracking is a shit. They'll Amazon tracking is a picture of your fucking package yeah. sitting at your door. Like, yep. yep, it's right there. And, with then, and then, and then when, when I look at it, I'm like, yep, that's definitely my door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I don't recognize that. Fucking Amazon sounds the best. like you got first world problems. Bro. You're right. These are very first <laughs> you know world what? problems. I get up off the couch and go buy it when I want something, or I craft it myself. 
That's for the birds. It's for the losers. Crafted. My couch. My dining room. <laughs> I doubt you've crafted any of that. If you've never been to my apartment. You wouldn't know. <laughs> you have no way to disprove that. I have no way to disprove that. But if I were a gambler, but you have man, no way to prove it. <laughs> also, you guys, my invitation to come over to my apartment is rescinded. <laughs> <laughs> Good. You are all no longer invited. Yeah. Anyway, so that's my gripe. Fuck Hell tracking. Hell no, motherfuckers. Wake the fuck up. Yeah, no, USPS up. is like, I'll get some weird ass shit like, oh, it left the facility. And then it's saying it's like in some other state that's like the opposite of where it should be going. And then next thing FedEx you know, does the same thing. And then it's like, oh, it's it's out for delivery. And then it stays out for delivery for like a whole day. It's yeah. like, where the fuck did it go? <laughs> exactly. FedEx has done that to me before. And that, like I said, FedEx is like the second worst because one time I got something delivered from like Kentucky and it ended up in San Diego. And then it came here. I'm like, why the fuck did it go to San Diego? I'm like closer to Kentucky mm-hmm. than I am to San Diego. Why the fuck did it go all the way over there? And then, like, or, you know, what else happened with FedEx is where it's, like, it says um, it's three-day, it's, you know, three-day shipping, mm-hmm. but it's, like, at the facility the second day, or the, the first day, but they won't deliver it the second day because it's three-day, so they'll wait till the third day to deliver it. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck is that shit? Like, can't you just deliver early? UPS will deliver it when as soon as they yeah. have it. I think that's the first world problem. People used to get <laughs> shit delivered by a horse. <laughs> And carry good right. Pony Express. Yeah, <clears throat> that's probably true. That's more accurate than fucking yeah. new USPS. Amazon could deliver stuff because they have robots under their employees. So, <laughs> whatever. Man. Anyway, all right. Let's let's move on, shall we? Too many questions. There's too many questions. <laughs> the appropriate question is, when the hell are they? Excuse me. I'd like to ask you a few questions. My answers frighten you, Vincent. Then you should cease asking scary questions. Dear Tony and Mamba, my fiancé and I are in our late 20s, and I get into arguments about what time to leave a party. I usually need to leave around 11 p.m. I can already tell you. <laughs> in your la- if you're in your late 20s and you need to be leaving around 11 p.m. Or midnight. Or midnight. I, was, I wasn't going to, uh, like, I didn't need to read the rest of it. I could already <laughs> guess her gender. Hold on, hold on. Let me just finish reading what he says. My fiance and I are late 20s and get in arguments about one time we should leave a party. I usually need to leave around 11 p.m. or midnight and I think I he should need leave to. need to leave at 11 p.m. or midnight and I think he should leave when I do. I'm a full-time student and I with a full-time job. I already have a solution to this. Hold on, wait, wait, hold on. So I don't go out often. Between school and work, I don't have weekends off like he does. He accuses me of being selfish for wanting him to leave. He says he doesn't want to be lame. I don't think it's appropriate for women to leave a party on her own. Am I selfish? And don't fucking leave. <laughs> Should I try to stay up later so yeah. he can have a good time? Yeah. Party etiquette. I think uh, as, as somebody who has a girlfriend that goes to bed at like 1030, I got a solution. You just don't take her. Mamba's <laughs> <laughs> fucking notorious for that. Yeah. I've- we'll be like, hey, where's Fuchsia? And he's like... Uh, at home Sleep. where she belongs. I have we have an understanding. Like she, she she goes to bed every even on her days off, she usually goes to bed at like 10, 10 30, 11. I understand that. I stay up till four in the morning for no reason. Like yesterday I messaged Tony and Junkyard. At one forty. Yeah. And I was in the morning awake. I was sleeping. Um, yeah, just really watching Don's plum. Yeah. <laughs> So I stay I stay up late. She doesn't. I understand that. We come to understanding. When I'm gonna go out with uh with my friends, she knows that I'm probably gonna be out 
at a bar till five in the morning. So she doesn't, you know, she's like, oh, you know, I don't want to make you leave. And I also don't want to pay for an Uber. So I'll just stay home. I'm like, great. It would be nice to take her out every once in a while. But, you know, if she's going to sleep, I'm not going to stop her. So just don't break her. Stay home. Stay home. So whatever her name is. Mm-hmm. Stay home. Tony, you agree? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I think that, like, if you go out, like, she she is right, as, like, I mean, if they go out together, they should probably, like, leave together, you know? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't like letting my girlfriend leave by herself. I think, I think some of this, maybe some of this can be, like, this should be discussed before you go out. Mm-hmm. Like Mr. and Mrs. Bernard, Mrs. Bernard fucking takes off without Br- Mr. Bernard. But, well, but, a, but it's not like. But she, she does it because she wants to. She's also. But not only that. She's also that, wearing the paints in that relationship. That's true. <laughs> she probably, she probably leaves and tells him this thing. Yeah, she doesn't, no, she doesn't even tell him. She's like. Fine. I'm out. Yeah. She just Fuck you, peace out. Yeah. She <laughs> goes up the peace sign and she, she walks out. She leaves the tab for him to cover and she <laughs> But she's like, you that, got this, right? right. I, I think that, it, <laughs> like, it, yeah, because like, like she says that they go to a party and she's like, oh, I'm ready to leave. And he's like, well, I don't want to leave yet. I think that if they're still going to continue going out together, they should have a discussion before they go. Like, hey, we're going to this thing. I don't plan on leaving till. And, this. and then she's like, look, I think like I have a, what does she say? She she's a, a student. She has probably, says, I have a test tomorrow. Hey, I have a test tomorrow. I, I really should. I want to leave by midnight. I think he should kind of be understanding of that. Be like, hey, uh, I mean, I ain't got shit to do. So obviously he's a loser in this relationship. So she should probably leave him. Damn. Yeah. Tony took that's, the other. That's my advice. Leave yeah, him. Tony took the, the opposite of you. Yeah. So leave him? Leave him. No, it sounds like he has a good job. Not that good because you have to get up. No, no good job if you don't got to get up early. Well, she's talking about, she's saying that. She, he says he she has, doesn't have weekends off. He, he doesn't weekends have off. weekends off like him. Which means he probably garbage won't. men have weekends off. Doesn't yeah, mean they that get it's... paid more than me. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but she she's starting to get what, her MBA. I, I don't know. Say, if she's in her late, she didn't 20s, say she's, she's in school and with a full time job. Maybe she's like me, studying to get her associates. In that case, it's not that big a deal. Uh, all right. Anyway, so two different answers. He says yeah. leave her. I just say. Just, but I do agree. You should probably discuss it before yeah. you leave. Just be like, hey, I got a test tomorrow. I think I would like to leave my midnight. Okay. And, and he should be like, you know what? I guess midnight's a good time. Mm-hmm. Or if she's like, oh, I need to leave by 11, compromise. You know, how about 11.30? Right. I don't want to be lame. Or we'll just don't... But at least that way you're not having this discussion as like, hey, I have to leave because I have a test tomorrow. And he's like, well, I don't want to leave. And yeah. then, yeah. Sounds like good, good, good idea. She should ask me. She's like, how late are you going to be at? I'm like, I don't know. She's like, okay, I'll stay home. Because I don't know. I might not come home at all, Fuchsia. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> if right. that's the case, do not take another lover. Just assume <laughs> that I'm dead and don't sleep with anybody else. Yeah. And spend the rest of your life mourning my yeah, loss. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Is that too much to ask? Not at all. <laughs> Definitely not. All right. Anyway, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash NKOTP1. Follow us on Twitter at New Kids in the Pod. See us on Instagram, also at New Kids in the Pod. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, YouTube, fucking everywhere, Google Podcasts. Uh, shoot us an email. Do you have a Pinterest yet? We don't. <laughs> shoot us an email like uh, like Poncho and Short Short Stack. Uh, new kids in the pod at gmail Leave us a voicemail like that fucking troll did. Seven seven four four zero N K O T P. Also, shout out. Thank you very much to our guest Dale Wheatley. Uh, check out 
of freedomsplum.com. And if you want to see the movie, shoot them an email, freedomsplum at gmail.com. If you want to see a good quality version of it, because trust me, the YouTube one's not doing anybody nope. any favors. Nope, especially that movie. Yeah, I mean, I like the movie. I watched the YouTube version. Um, I'm probably going to ask him for another mm-hmm. copy so I can actually, DVD quality, so I can watch watch it again. We should give him something in exchange. Give him Birds of Prey. <laughs> Tony, Ooh, get on that. I will Birds get on that. <laughs> Give him a copy of Birds of Prey. Speaking <laughs> of that, there's a new one coming out. Are you guys oh, excited? Huntress? Yeah. We will definitely be posting about that. Mm-hmm. If they don't have all the things she said at the end. A tattoo, gonna... all the things she said. Anyway, Mama. We should, we should have a Don's Plum viewing party. Oh, we should. That'd be great. Oh, that would be pretty good. That would be pretty good. All right. Mama, in a world full of terrible people like Toby McGuire? In, in, no, in a world full of people eating crow. I ate it. <laughs> I will say, though, that this has been probably one of my favorite podcasts, favorite episodes out of the hundred. How many have we done? 138. This is my earth. 139. That's it? Yeah. We've been doing this for four fucking years. We're only at 130. <laughs> There's well, podcasts I've been may, doing. Maybe if you didn't skip every week, Mama. <laughs> yeah, both you fuckers. All right. Well, this is like my favorite episode ever. So, congrats, Junkyard. You proved me wrong. Best producer of the year, right here. Yeah, Thank you very much. Producer of the year. I'm gonna go home <laughs> and have a a big helping of crow tonight. <laughs> uh, it's pretty good. Trust me. Uh, I know yeah. from firsthand experience. You're picking out feathers all day. <laughs> anyway, all right, guys. Uh, we will hopefully check you out next week. Right. We got to follow this up. Uh, Kisses. No, I think I, we you, peaked. <laughs> or maybe we might You're be not back. Top? We might not be back ever. Yeah. Uh, kisses on your dickies. Now we say that,